0: Welcome to Legends of Greyskull, the podcast that dives deep into the mythology of Masters of the
1: Universe, with your hosts Matthew Dooch and Sean Skivana. News, reviews, remasterings and more are just ahead on Legends of Greyskull.
2: Hello, everybody, welcome to episode 69 of Legends of School, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Normal, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird UK Annual, Mini Comics, Comics, anything and everything you can think about, that He-Man, She-Ra, Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power, that Mattel logo, down in the water. I'm
1: Matthew Mitch,
2: here again with Sean scavarna Sean. How are we doing tonight?
1: I I felt like it's been a lifetime since we recorded because a lot has happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am here. How are you, Matt?
3: I'm doing great. <laughs> a
2: lot has happened. We we had an episode, then we blasted off World and visited mm-hmm. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Go check that out on YouTube. Um Again, we had Offworld Episode 2 with Jesse Arnold and uh, lovely guest star Jeremy DeWitt. And that was Mm -hmm. an absolute blast. We talked for longer than the actual 1990 TMNT (laughs) film runtime. So that's when you know something's good.
1: (laughs) And the, the thing about that that was funny is after we were done... Everybody admitted we could have had, we still had more fuel in the tank. We could have kept going another hour, probably. It was was fun. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Between getting off that
2: chat and thinking about it, and while I was editing it, I'm like, oh man, I could have, we didn't talk about this or this or this or this. So here's what we need to do, guys. We need to convince Mr. Scavarna to sit down and watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles (laughs) 2. (laughs) Secret of the Ooze, so that we can have uh, a second Turtles discussion.
1: And and based on how the first one went, that's actually enough to make me go, I think I will, because I enjoyed that. That was one of those episodes for me where I was like, this is why I like doing this kind of stuff. And it's not that I don't love the He-Man stuff, but sometimes when we talk about something completely off topic, Right. I forget how much passion I have for that topic because I'm always talking e on on here and on and on Castle the first one. So it's like, oh Ninja Turtles. Well then, you know, and the next thing I know, it's two and a half hours later, and I'm still yes. excited to keep talking.
2: <laughs> yep, it's a nice change of pace. So check that out, guys. But today we got an amazing Legends of Grayscale for you. We've got we've got news. We've got more teaser trailers. We've, we're talking Masterverse action figures. Um, we're going to review the Master Universe Revelation prequel comic, number one from Dark Horse. That's coming up. Um, and then we've got... We'll wrap it all up with listener questions. So stay tuned. Great show on the way. Uh, Sean, you got anything to show off this week? Anything to talk about? Catch our fans up oh, on? Oh,
1: well... Um... I, I, I did a really stupid decision. Uh-oh. I decided in the last couple of weeks that I am going to try and just stick to one thing for a little while. Sure. That might not work as well as I hope because these Masterverse figures are coming out and that was the dumbest decision I could have made. <laughs> uh, but uh, a line that I started to get interested in and now I'm going down the rabbit hole and enjoying it. Thank you very much for Horseman. Is Mythic Legions, oh, yes. and I'm not, no Steve and Jeremy. We are not going to do a Legions cast thing to complement this. I'm just saying I like them. Okay. Um, so this week, one of one of the heavy hitters that I really am happy nice. to get is uh, I believe it was what is it? Zah, Z- Ah, jeez, I should have looked up. Zahar, if I remember right. and uh, Him and the yellow
2: one have very similar Him and the
1: yellow one, and they're brothers. The one starts with the A, and the other one starts with the Z. I'm really happy they released him as an all-star, because when I first discovered this line, which was the same time I was getting into classics, he and his brother were the two where I'm like, I gotta have these. Mm -hmm. So all I need is the yellow one now, and I'll be a happy camper, but I got him in, so that's pretty cool. And another one that I really want to show off because I was impressed with him is this guy right here, Belphegor. Oh, yeah. I got this guy on. is a freaking nut. I love it. I need to get the wings. Yeah. But uh, these figures, I, I had um, Krona and I had, um, I had Purplor for a little while. And that was at a time where I decided, like I'm doing right now, I'm going to stick to just classics because I was still building out the classics collection. And I, I was like, I, I don't want to get into this; it's, it's too much, and this and that. So I sold those off. Boy, was a freaking moron! Because I now I'm <laughs> going after all the old stuff again. But uh, yeah, it's a fun line. It 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 does complement Mo two a bit, Masters a bit, but uh,
2: absolutely.
1: Yeah, and and the people that make it, the Four Horsemen, I mean, they are part of why I love classics and what rediscovered my love of He Man because of 2000X. So it's just, it's like, it's almost like this little off ramp to enjoy a whole different area of fantasy that Mo2, they do their thing, but then this has its own appeal that I'm learning about now and I'm really enjoying it.
2: Oh, yeah, they got some good stuff out, they got some good stuff coming out. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got I've got well I've got the demon on the way and I've got I've got the blue guy. I, same as you, I need that yellow demon. Yep. Um, so I got to show off here. Ugh. Again I should have pre-opened it. I never do. Uh, Mr. Josh Van Pelt of the Power in the Honor Foundation
3: had
1: And Battle Cast Theme as well.
2: And Battle Oh, he had found some of the uh, Oh! So much bubble to wrap. Some <laughs> extra of the portfolios that they had released a few years ago. And I was... Oh my god, this thing's bigger than I ever thought it was. Uh, I got the Errol McCarthy
0: portfolio. Uh, this thing, nice. this
2: is huge. This yeah. is much bigger than it looked in pictures. Sean, how are you not taking advantage of any of these? Easy, that's what she says. Come on now. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to open it up right now, but it will be opened. It is still sealed. Uh, but yes, this is this is ten pieces of art uh, of Errol McCarthy's. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, this is stuff that he did. He did most of the back card art, the top, uh, the action piece, mm-hmm. you know, once they started doing that. So, uh, this is the, it has the first eight Masters of the Universe action figures, their second release, because the first release didn't have the art, so that's He-Man, T-Love, Merman, Skeletor, you know, all that first eight Yep. Yeah. Um, and then it's also got two illustrations from the second wave of figures, which I'm sure I knew who they were, but off the top of my head, I don't. Um, but yeah, and it's got a nice bio of arrows on the back here, and it's, it's going to be awesome. And so I will be opening that. He also included um, these bonus packs of random, he said it was going to be random stuff uh, thrown in, so let's, let's see what I got.
1: I see a two thousand X something or other there.
2: Yep, yep, right off from the, the right off the bat, the uh, the M V C comics. This is one of the uh, this is issue three, cover B. That nice wraparound of the evil warriors. Um, uh, this is the Shard of Darkness storyline. That first volume. Oh man, there's all sorts of little goodies falling out here. Um, I got the... Oh, I got the free drink for the 2011 PowerCon ticket. Uh,
3: That's
2: nice. <laughs> Hopefully I can cash that in this year. Um, I got some temporary tattoos, Thundercats, and the uh, the Sword and Axe. And the Sword and Swords. Oh, there's some good. Oh, wow. I got a print of two of the evil playsets uh, from the, the concept art that you can see in the Power and the Honor book.
3: Hmm.
2: And then I also got a postcard here signed by <laughs> Mr. Errol McCarthy of his Skeletor artwork, and it's got a nice bio on the back there, too. So... Nice. Some very nice little goodies from the Power and the Honor Foundation. Uh, last I knew, he did still have some copies left, so Josh Van Pelt, uh, Joshua Van Pelt, he goes by on Facebook. Uh, hit him up, he might still have some left. I know the free goodies, I think he said he was done with that promotion. but um, And then I also got a thank you for your support with Josh's autograph. This is going to be framed. There you Meldo. go. His wife's hmm. stationary. Oh, uh, possibly Mrs. Van Pelt. He's taking <laughs> your shit. Watch
1: out!
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, Josh is a great guy, good friend of the show. Um, he's done a lot for us, and he's he's a great member of the community who has backed so many great projects. Um, so now I just need that uh the Mark Taylor portfolio which I'm probably never going to find for a price I'm willing to pay. But you know what? That's what collecting Masters of the Universe is all about. There is so much stuff out there. You're never going to get it all. So,
1: Especially lately. Yeah, with, with so much visibility with the line. Jeez. <laughs> it's like pre- what I love is I, I love seeing uh, the prices for classics and finding out a character that you would have paid 50 bucks a year ago is now $150. That's crazy.
2: Oh it's it's not some of the some of those variants some of the stuff that got clearance multiple times at Mandy Collector is going for three figures it's like Yeah. No. no.
3: <laughs>
2: That's not how this works. So speaking of figures so what what have you been finding in your area?
1: Mm, I found uh I haven't been out too much lately because of that, you know, trying to not do too much crazy, but I did the quick video. I got the scale God uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Yep. And you know, that was, that was fun to finally have something on the shelf that I, I literally, I, I saw it, I grabbed it and I ran for the register. And that was the first time I've done that in a long time as a collector. So, and I haven't been out to see, I've seen the displays online, I've seen a lot of people showing off the Walmart displays with the figures, but I have not seen the Masterverse figures other than him on the shelf so far.
2: Let's show those off care of Mr. Casey Moulton, friend of the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He actually managed to get one of his home or one of the mm-hmm. displays to his home. Um, and it features this beautiful side panel art. It's got Skeletor on there. Um, and, Uh, then it's got uh, on the front there you've got the figures and with He-Man and his shield in the middle with the Masters of the Universe Revelation logo. Yeah, uh, And then on the other side you've got He-Man holding the power sword uh, in front of Grayskull. Beautiful artwork all around. Mm-hmm. Um, just amazing looking. Honestly, this is a display I... And if I see it in one of my stores, I am going to try and get it because that
3: is,
2: (laughs) that is some beautiful artwork there. I mean, that really, really, not to say that the other ones weren't, but that one really, really tickles my fancy. Um, And so, yeah, so the wave one of the master risk figures have been showing up. Uh, so that's Evilin, Mossman, He-Man, and Skeletor. I have not seen any locally. Um, I have seen a lot of East Coast, though. I've seen lots of Pennsylvania, Maryland, North Carolina. Like, there's, that's kind of seems to be where it's hitting right now. So hopefully it mm-hmm. won't be uh, too far behind.
1: It seems it's, like it's doing it all over a lot more than I would have expected it to as quickly as it's, it's doing already.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
2: And apparently what's going on with that is so the regular Wave 1 figures are a Walmart exclusive to start. And then the deluxe figures of Skelly God and Battle Cat are a Target exclusive to start. I... Don't really get why... I, I guess I get Walmart side. They're like, yeah, give us Wave 1. We get a head start on it. That makes sense. That's in line with what they did with the Origins and everything else. I guess my thing is, how is Target okay with only having deluxe figures as their exclusive? And mm-hmm. I I got my Battle Cat. I got my Skelly God. Um, I got my Battle Cat from Target Online. And I was in a Target today and I saw the tag for him, but he was gone. There's plenty of Skellogods, though. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't even have them with the Master stuff. They had them, it's an end cap set with some other stuff. So, very odd on Target's part.
1: Yeah. Honestly, uh, when was it? I want to say about a week or two ago, I was at Target. And what really shocked me, even beyond the Masterverse figures, is they were almost two rows deep of Rise of Evil figures.
2: Yeah, so I, the,
1: the one time I was in there, there were three yeah. of them and I got two. Yeah. And, and I still owe Jake uh, his it's winning. Com- I know that. It's coming, Jake. It's coming. I got Don't the box and everything. Don't you <laughs> worry. Um, it pretty much, I'd say next week it's going to be in the mail as, as best I can. But uh, no, it's like that now isn't even as hot of a commodity as it was like a month ago. So go figure. But meanwhile, (laughs) I still have
2: never seen a single pack. Really, really, there has not once have I seen one in person at any Mm. of my any of my local targets.
1: Yeah, I I, I, like I said, I saw that. I've seen Buzzsaw, Hordak and Battle Armor He-Man. Yeah, but that yeah, they
2: were loaded up for a minute there. Um, but now again, today it was just He-Man and Skeletor for the origins. So (laughs) I don't know, Mattel, Mattel, but it does seem like you said, it seems like the Masterverse are hitting with these pallet displays. So they're not getting like Insta wiped out. So I think that's a really good sign. And from what I've seen pretty much so far, everybody who's wanted to, um, have, sorry, I thought there was something on my chair. Uh, Everyone who (laughs) has like wanted a Skelly God or this, you know, like they've been able to get it. There doesn't there's uh, the stores like ours that haven't gotten them in at all yet. But those if those pallets are going to hit every store, that's going to be enough to where not one person can come in and be like, I'm wiping out all four figures, and Mm now it's just a hole for the next week until the truck comes in again. So I do yeah. like that. I like that kind yeah. of full court press like, here you go, Walmart. Here is a ton of wave one and hopefully it'll help the the scalper market and you know mm-hmm. and keep that from being necessarily a thing. So
1: Yeah, and, sure. and the other thing uh the other thing about it too that I'm I'm actually kind of impressed with is there was this well how are they gonna display these? Mm-hmm. Are, you know, it's like you're going to have one, uh, one set of Origins on a peg, and then what? Right next to them, there's going to be Masterverse. And I'm kind of right. digging that these are set apart in that, like, you know, the, 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 the toy aisle way, where it's like the toy aisle, the Origins figures are in the toy aisle, but then on the end caps or in the collector's area, because of the look and feel, the Marvel Legends vibe yep. of these figures... There is that, well, it's more of a collector line versus it being sit and play with your kids with a $15 figure line, the, right. the way it's setting up. So in that way, and, and it's like, if if there's two people right now who are living the dream, it's Eamon O'Donohue and Nate Arch, because between the two of them, they're creating some really iconic art pieces for yes. this brand, and... Like every time I see something new from Amen, I'm, I'm just sitting there going, my God, I would just be in heaven if Mattel said, you want to do some card back art? And I'd just be there like, eh. you know, like, like I'd be like, you don't even have to pay me. I just want to have the figure. That's all I'm, you know, just give, give me the give me the card back and all that stuff. And Nate, and working with the uh, Netflix show, right. he's got some art that's now um, part of their branding for the show. It's like, my God, you know, this is so cool. This is like fans done done good in that way like they they are now making a mark in in the fandom in that way and and for what errol mccarthy was to us when we were kids now amon gets to play that role for the next generation and for the new you know the collectors now and all that that's amazing
2: don't, don't forget eddie nunez axel eddie nunez
1: Cameron, as well
2: axel Jimenez, and yes. uh, francisco fetch they have all Put their mark on it. Eddie's the one who did the lines for those Eamon pieces, so mm-hmm. just wanted to throw that. We didn't forget about you guys. I had to. I'm sorry because my name, my memory <laughs> with names is not so good all the time. I don't want. How did guys. I forget I Axel. Got you. I, I don't I, for Axel? I I'm
1: horrible. I. I say this every episode. Why am I on here? Anyway.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, but no. It's it's. I really think that. They they are getting better with this. They are they're hearing about the origins and they're trying to do better with Masterverse. I don't know what they're gonna do with the origins. That uh that still seems to be like a kind of stutter stop. So hopefully they'll get it figured out. Like I said, like you said, the Buzzsaw Hordak and Battle Armor He Man's kind in Skeletor kind of came back. Um mm-hmm. So hopefully they'll get some of those single figures out there again. um, And we'll see what
1: happens. That seems to be the little line that makes people nervous. Yeah. From what I've understood, because there's a lot more people out there worried that the line will end now that Masterverse is hitting. And I'm just kind of scratching my head going, why would they do that? Like, Mm -hmm. there's people that love that line. Why wouldn't they cater to that collector? just like you know there's going to be people that love the masterverse and that's going to be their line now or yep. whatever and i i i don't get the hysterics other than i have my to and it, now it's going you know it's it pulled up from under me again it's like well i i, don't I know. get
2: i get the fear i mean by the I get of, it, yeah. by the end of the year there's supposed to be three masters of the universe lines on the shelves and even us as diehard fans go can a toy aisle sustain that many lines, you mm-hmm. know. Even even uh, even DC only has like two lines. They've got their, you know, their their legends, whatever they're calling it now, but their legends kind of line, and then their kids line. So, mm-hmm. but here, Masters is going to do three of them with the the CGI show Masterverse, and then Origins. I it does seem lofty, but. Everything Mattel has said, and uh, David Clark just did a new interview with them. You can find down the foosh. I don't have the link. Maybe I'll drop it below if I remember. Um, but they said that they are all in on origins. They are going to keep going. Mm-hmm. So, but they could be lying to
1: us. Who knows? Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> that that one to me is like you're 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 basically if you if you um, if you take that line away, you're leaving money on the table because. There is a huge amount of people that love that line, mm-hmm. and I'm never going to tell them they're wrong, and I'm also never going to never going to wish the line ends just so that I can be like, oh, oh, it ended. You don't get the complete line. No, I'd rather see them no, yeah. get everything that they want from that line.
2: No, I completely agree. As long as people like it, just keep selling it. Sure. And I will say, I, I'd have to test it out. Maybe one of our fans can if they get any of the regular Masterverse figures before us, and if they have some of the Origins vehicles, one of the big things, even though Origins vehicle, even though Origins are the same scale as Vintage, all of the vehicles, if you place them side by side with their Vintage counterparts, have been much bigger. Land Shark, Wind Raider, now they are much bigger. I would not be surprised if this was done intentionally so that Masterverse figures will fit into the Origins vehicles. and that way they, one. Right, and that way they don't have to worry <laughs> about, you know, people coming out and going, well, where are our Masterverse figures? Going, look, take your Wind Raider. Stick them in there. Like, it, it works, you know? Um, but I would not be surprised, because whenever you look at the side-by-side comparisons of the new vehicles to the vintage, they are much bigger and why do you do that if your figures are in the same scale? Because you're trying to accommodate uh, a bigger scale, which is what mm-hmm. verse is. So I would not be surprised at all if you can use all those vehicles, which may make me go grab some more vehicles.
1: <laughs> then the only problem is a gray skull because the gray skull for Origins would not work, I think, with that scale. I got and I don't classics. think even cla- well, I, I'm actually wondering how much class because even even those. Like the the uh, jaw bridge opening, I want to say that's only big enough to get He-Man through, right? That's yeah. not big enough for a seven-inch figure, so that might be a whole like, okay, we'll get a new Brace Skull with the line, maybe.
2: You know, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the Masterverse next to the Classics figures. I just assumed that they were that same scale because Classics is mm-hmm. bigger than an Origins, so
1: there. I actually saw just a little while ago there was uh, a Masters of the Universe fan in Italy that had uh, here's Origin Skeletor, here's uh, Masterverse Skeletor, and here's Classics. It was the uh, um, the filmation Skeletor, but it was still yeah. a classic scale. Right. And and uh, Skeletor for Masterverse is probably about yeah he's about mm-hmm. a, at least an inch taller than the Classics bucks. So it's like okay. That might be where they they go. Okay, new new skull for that line. If they even go there, because I mean, if you think about it, Marvel Legends doesn't really do stuff like that. I don't know if they're going to oh. just be more concerned with the toys themselves, but Masters is always a uh, you know play set vehicle line as yeah. well, and that brings that nostalgia for everybody. So I
2: I could see them though with Masterverse just going like, here's figures, and that's yeah. it, like. Yeah. Well, and be like, but, but only like you know, maybe Battle Cat, Panther, maybe like Stridor. But even that, I think, would be a stretch. I think it had to be like top tier. Like you know, mm-hmm. if they go into Princess of Power, then maybe you'll get a swift win. But like, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get a lot of randomness in this line. I don't think. Uh, I could be wrong. It could take off, and you know. I think figures are pretty much a lock. They go, might go pretty deep on that, but yeah. beyond that, I wouldn't expect much, honestly.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is sad, but it is what it is.
2: Um, how about that new faker they showed off? The Walmart exclusive
3: mm-hmm.
2: deluxe faker from Masters of the Universe Revelation.
1: The I, I wanna say was that yesterday morning they revealed it? Or maybe it was the day before was, whichever yeah, morning it was. I don't know. It was I this a, week. I took
2: a couple of days off, so <laughs> some days You're someday. a wiser person. <laughs> it came out sometime this week, but uh I'm digging it and I'm not usually a big fan of Faker, but the way he did it basically is that Faker from the trailer we've been pointing out, like with his face peeled off and skin exposed, and they did that nice I can't tell if that's vac metal or just paint or what, but it looks blue and shiny and metallic, and I'm loving it. It looks mm-hmm. perfect.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy to actually like. I don't know what it was, but when I saw the He-Man body mm-hmm. and, and everything, but he's wearing the the Faker harness, right. I was like sold. And it's the weirdest feeling to say that because Faker typically um, it would be blue, yeah. but when I see He-Man doing it, I'm like. That's freaking cool I don't care that. I love that you can head swap him and I love that yeah, there's elements got, you can do he's a deluxe figure, which is really cool the, in that
2: way the three heads he's got a, a he man head full skin then he's got mm. like a half skin burnt off revealing the blue underneath and then he's got like the full burnt off like bald and mm-hmm. you know uh a straight shiny blue and i I don't want to rile up too much. But my first thought of s- seeing this figure is, why can't Super 7 do the Silver Hawks like that?
3: <laughs> they,
2: and I'm not, uh, I get the VAC metal, but I don't think it's VAC metal, Sean. I really don't. Looking at no. that picture, I don't think they VAC it. I think it's just the way they did the paint. It looks shiny and metallic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no offense to Super 7, but those Silverhawks figures are very flat. They're very much gray and blue plastic. There's Mm -hmm. no sheen to them. There's no shine. And this shows that it can be done. Because you look at that Baker figure and it's like, that looks shiny. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, there's... um... Like, even in the Marvel Legends line, if you look at how they do an Iron Man, for instance, Iron Man will have a certain base coat in his paint, and then they'll do something to make it look a little more shiny. So, yes, it's not back metal, but then you're getting that feeling of, but it's armor on him. Right. And when I, that was part of why, when I saw it, uh, when I saw Faker, I was, like, sold. Because yeah. when, I, when I looked at the way it was done... I like, that it, number one, I mean, I, I can imagine people buying three of them right off the bat because there's multiple ways you can display yeah. him. And on top of that, it's, it's like, it would be hard for me if I only got one to go, which version of him am I going to put on the shelf? Yeah. Because he looks cool just the way he is, like in the, okay, he's He-Man, but with the, the faker armor. But then, you know, getting, like, oh, the, the battle damage and then the, you know, he's, he's too far gone. He's faker now and all that. Right. It's like, man, you know. But, I mean, even, even classics, like, I'm looking right now uh, at the, the gun turret in Skull for the classics line. That has a, a certain paint application to make the gun look shiny. Just right. like you're talking about. And even the skulls on the elevator, those are shiny, but they're freaking metal and it's just the paint the way that they did it. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it can be done and I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe Brian will finally go, okay, you guys win. And (laughs) they'll, they'll go for a look more like that. Um, I mean, VAC metal uh, personally, I know it's a collector piece, but personally VAC metal is like, it doesn't do it for me. Like when I was a kid, it's more it's more like it's quaint to me now as right. weird as that sounds. It's like, I'd rather have a paint that looks metallic enough to just go, this represents what I want it to represent compared to actual use of metal on something nowadays.
2: Absolutely. And the the great part is, is he's got this, not only I got to bring up some pictures here for the guys. I mean, we're doing like YouTube, and we don't even have anything up there. Let me get, let me get you guys some pictures here.
0: Uh,
2: Second. But yeah, the great thing is, is not only is it like the the He-Man skin, but his body is like that burnt off Mm -hmm. uh, tone. It's got like these red parts around the edge and it's, it's really well done. Let me pull this sorry guys I should have had this done beforehand alright let's take a look here so yeah so here he is in box so yeah as you can see you've got like the, the chest is burnt away already some bits of the arms and then the three different heads the partial the fully revealed head and then just a he-man head with a real evil look on his face and he comes with a power sword that's got an orange hilt great mm-hmm. nod I lo- it's just a little tweak but yep. I like it the orange Skeletor armor and then a plain he-man shield along with the interchangeable hands now the great thing about this let me get the action shot of him up here that's him that's a new he-man head too I like that as well because it's got a little bit more of a like a like a serious look on his face whereas the regular masterverse he-man is smiling mhm I could uh, I'm almost tempted to get a second He-Man figure to put that mm-hmm. Faker head on and then have my... Because the Faker body is burnt away. And then you have yeah, that either be the half face or the full face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I probably won't even use the Skeletor armor, um, although it does look cool. It'll mm-hmm. It'll probably be it'll probably be honestly it's probably going to be that full revealed head that bald blue robotic mm-hmm. head uh on top of there looks is going to look really cool. And yeah, in this picture guys you can see especially on the arms there you can see that kind of like redness uh along the biceps where the flesh has been burned away. Um this is going to be a badass version of Faker. Just looking mm-hmm. at just how it literally has to get the, the skies blasted off him and then he's blue underneath. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's great. That is such I like, a great
1: idea. I like the thinking they're putting into something like this. And I'm sure there's people out there, uh, the diehard fans who are listening, going, it's wrong. But it's like, it's okay to do something different. I mean, again, yes. Yeah. It, the. It's- uh, I, it, it goes to that whole thing of it's a it's a continuation of our childhood. Well, it's like, yeah. he man was, a he man or Faker was he man, right? Just with the glowing eyes originally. And that's all you need, yeah. You know, it, it, so it's like the continuity still exists with and that the, concept.
2: The thing is, I like this because it's taking, it's not saying that blue skinned Faker doesn't exist. It's just taking it and it's make it's doing it. How can we do this? In a more realistic way. Like, instead mm-hmm. of just it being a toy, how would this work in universe? And I mm-hmm. think the way they came up with it, okay, so he's actually got skin over his blue robotic body. It's like, to me, that's like, win. That is, you guys nailed it. It's You took his power and made it realistic in the world. Mm-hmm. And I like that. But it doesn't get rid of anything that's come before. It doesn't say that your blue faker doesn't exist or isn't legit. It absolutely is. It's just a different way of looking at it, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I really like it. It's and uh, I mean we might as well go right into it. That teaser, not even the teaser trailer, but what they called the story trailer, trailer number two, dropped. Earlier this week
1: Friday last friday was i was I was at my kid's doctor's appointment and it hit right then, and I'm in the doctor's mm-hmm. office playing he man videos while the doctor's examining my kids, and I'm like hey they're doing great, great uh, one second yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure she heard I have the power in there somewhere, so yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, man, that that trailer blew my socks off. It Spoilers. Spoilers ahead, guys. If you are trying to be like me and avoiding any trailers or anything, you want to tune out for a little bit right now. Um,
1: And I like to pick on that because I say it's a really bad time to be a podcaster when it's something like this and you're avoiding spoilers. So, yeah. I wanted to... <laughs>
2: But I was weak. I had multiple people sending me the links as stuff was getting leaked earlier in the day. And then the official <laughs> one came out and people kept sending me links. And I I was weak and I watched in mm-hmm. uh, such a greater grasp of where this story is going now. And I am all in for it. How about you?
1: I've already been all in for it, but this (laughs) only made it that I, I'm really interested to see the depths that they're going to go with this because there's definitely some moments. If you freeze frame certain uh, sequences within there, you're like, wait a minute, they're bringing in this, they're doing this. And uh, I I think for me, the biggest one was probably the one shot where Adam is standing there and he says, nobody else has to die. And uh, you have hero, you have vicor and you have a new version of King Grayskull, which yep. that's been controversial as hell in the last week. So I, uh, what, what, you know, what has it what, been? What has it been? I mean, geez, <laughs> Tila started it off and then Orco yep. might be freaky looking to people. Now King Grayskull is it, it, there. There's the, everybody's complaining about a racial swap, but I, I'm going to throw this out there. Um, and, and it, it as a white man, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not. I'm truly not. But there is this part of me going, okay, 2000X did its own thing, and that's completely its own thing from what we're, co- we're going to be going to in here. Yep. I feel like there's going to be vibes of 2000X, and they're trying to bridge that gap, but I feel like the MyP show is truly this is its own thing yep. versus the filmation and the spirit of that we're trying to get into with, with the new series so the way that it made sense to me was we never ever knew of a King Grayskull in the formation series. Who's to say if they made a King Grayskull that he wouldn't have been a different color? Right. I I uh, heard Lou Scheimer talking about uh Black Star. Yep. And he said he genuinely wanted Black Star to be an African American hero. And the uh, somebody I think that was the the um probably the tv networks or whatever they were like well you can't do that you know that's it, it's it got to be the the white guy so then it, he made him as dark as possible tan wise so that it it made it that they could meet in the middle and all that And it's like to me if if they made a, a, a king gray skull when i saw 2000x mm-hmm. i actually remembered watching it and going that's it mm-hmm. like king gray skull that the, the mystique of King Grayskull to me is more appealing than the actual visual and the story of King Grayskull in the 2000 X episode. Right. So seeing something a little different race swapped or not, I'm like, that is more the way my mind would have thought of a King Grayskull because it has this vibe of, it, it feels like there's a primal feeling to it, like a tribal feeling to it. And the idea of that maybe there's tribes throughout Eternia and stuff okay. and the whole, again, uniting the the tribes or something. so It's a problem for some people. They're having issues. For me, in my head, I'm making sense of it, and I'm enjoying my version of it, so whatever.
2: It is what it is. King Grayskull is black now in this series, and it doesn't bother me at all. It's... Same thing with Andra. All of a sudden, Andra turned black, and all of a sudden there were all these fans of Andra from the Star Comics, her two or three issue appearances. And it it just seems that people are more upset that they swapped in their opinion. But let's be honest here. King Grayskull was in one episode of 2000X and Mm -hmm. the classics bios. That's it for in-canon appearances. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: No matter what he's built up to be, or whatever, and yes, he is built up to be an important part of the mythos, his in-canon appearances are very limited. So again, it goes back to Andra. If you're going to change a character's design like that, that is the perfect character to do it to. It mm-hmm. does not affect... It doesn't affect your story at all. And, uh... Other slightly spoiler alert. We'll get into that a bit more. In a
3: little
2: bit. So, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't bother me. Um, it was interesting seeing Vicor there. Um, and they also announced that Wondar will be there as well, because he has a voice actor. Um, Boy. So- they released the voice actors for Wondar, King, Gray Skull, and uh, uh, vicor So, mm-hmm. and I don't remember
1: who it was now. I the know. King Gray Skull is—he's he's uh, the Allstate uh, guy. Well, <laughs> I, I, the Allstate guy, or he was the president on Twenty Four, the Dennis Haysbert. Those were the two yeah. that spring yeah. to my mind the fastest. But when you hear his voice, like. That brings a certain gravitas to that character, just like Tony Todd, where I, it's like, I don't care what people say about the race swapping. It's like the minute you hear him and you see that character, I think that's going to define it in a whole new way for people and go, this is working for me. Just like Zodak with a K and Zodak with a C. It's like they, they did their own things. This version of Grayskull is a little different than even the 2000X one anyway, as we're going to find out. So there is an element to it where it's like, I I hate to say it, but multiverse. It it really has that feel right now where it's like, you know, and and Rob David is somebody who he is interested in doing the multiverse. So that opens up more doors from at least the stories he's told within uh, masters and stuff. And the, we have the power and everything that they're doing. And I kind of, I kind of get that vibe, like, you know, all versions are, like we always say, all versions matter. It's not like this version discounts the other version or whatever. Absolutely. Um, Do you have a favorite part from the trailer?
2: Oh, Anything really I just,
1: like reach out and grab you?
2: Sorry, I was trying to find these guys' names, and I, we talk a lot in our group text. Um... There he Alright. I'll find it. I promise. But, uh, <laughs> favorite part from the trailer, I just, I, I, I love seeing Adam in it so much. I think that really mm-hmm. gave me a real, I mean, not that I was afraid that He-Man wasn't going to be in there, but seeing He-Man and Adam in the majority of the trailer, it's like, okay, even if he does end up bouncing out for a minute, he's still in this show. You know, mm-hmm. and I I was of the faith the whole time, but seeing it so prevalent in the trailer, it's like, okay, yeah, Adam's here, you know, we got to see, and, and it's all blurred in my head now between the teaser, the new trailer, and yeah. a couple clips that leaked so I really hate to call out specific things because I can't remember if it's actually in, if it was like this, this, or this. But, yeah, Adam and Tila have some great stuff in there. Um, just hearing the the story, the way the story's going to go where it's, you know, they're saying that the magic has gone out of Eternia and the planet is mm-hmm. dying. So, basically, what I'm thinking is, so, I mean, what we were speculating before, Skeletor gets into Grayskull, he gets control of the power and everything um and then basically this is leaving the planet dying because Skeletor took all the magic and and Eternia is a very magical place so now it's up to uh Adam and Tila and everybody else to to save the magic and even Tila Tila's very much still in that vein that she was like during the DC run where she's like I've spent mm-hmm. my whole life you know, away from magic, and now you want me to be that, that magical savior. And we see some hints of Tila in the trailer where she's, there's some auras about her, and I think we might see a little bit of spell casting and everything. Mm. And, you know, I, well, I'll say it for you. What, what'd you like? And I, I say one very special thing for you. I hope you don't
3: disappoint me
1: oh okay let's see what happens um because i i'm in the same boat where i haven't watched it in the last couple of days so i'm like okay what what happened in that trailer versus you know i've seen the teaser one so many times that i hear i i need a hero at least a couple times a week right now um i actually thought it was cool that uh number one i liked that they had the reference to the 87 movie with the in the center <laughs> of the universe and you know, Eternia being like one of the first planets and uh, the the point of creation and all that—the way they talked about it—I thought it was cool to see uh, Eternia, the the playset Eternia doing a mm-hmm. cameo, which that bugged you in in the group chat. I Remember, you're like spoilers, and I'm like, it's gonna be in the trip, <laughs> but you were not a fan of that before the trailer hit. But I I thought that was really cool because we've never seen that in any series to date um so just that fact i i was kind of surprised uh like you get that moment with cringer talking about you know he yeah. you have to you have to do something you know and whether, the whole whether you're like,
2: a citizen of Eternals or a lord of snake mountain or something like that like yeah he's yeah. the one who's like hey guys we need to put our differences aside and we need to do something here
1: and that was actually it, it, it had like a House of chicody slash 2000 X vibe to him where he's not going to be as cowardly. He's maybe going to, you know, he's going to ante up when he needs to, because he knows there's a lot more on the line than him worrying that he's going to get hurt or scared or whatever. Um, and then, like I said, I, I, I still love the, uh, the bit with just seeing, so I, I always liked, I like Vicor in the classics line. I like yep. that. They did that as a nod to the Mark Taylor original art so the fact that he even shows up made me just grin from ear to ear because yep. that was definitely a little deep cut in the classics line that was a welcome thing for me. Um and, and, and I real I did quick like,
2: there, since you mentioned Vicor. Uh okay, so we got Dennis Haysbert as King Grayskull, uh, Here we go. Adam Gifford as Vicor, and Jay Tavar as Wondar. And I don't know who those second two are, but uh Dennis Haysbert is is the Allstate Insurance guy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
1: President on uh, President on twenty four in the beginning of the series. So, but uh, and I, I I did like that little bit between uh, Tila and Adam where you know do you remember how it goes and you know the whole uh, how how did he put it there? It, it's like it always. She says always... She says,
2: "Do you remember that tune?
1: Do you and remember goes, the, the tune?"
2: Some yeah. things you never
1: forget. Some things you never forget, and then you, oh, I have the power. It's like, that worked.
2: Does it bother you that we haven't heard him say by the power of Grayskull at all in any of these trailers?
1: Not yet. And the reason being is I think anybody who. Uh, I know. As as know. as uh, Pete Venkman and Ghostbusters Two said, you're scaring the straights. There's this element of if you know of He-Man, that is the most you're going to probably like. If you don't know it, like like the fans and you you aren't a diehard If you hear "I Have the Power," that's enough for people to go, "Yeah, it's He-Man again." I you don't I, mean to, you know. There's that yeah, element of. It.
2: But at the same time, I guess because I was burned so badly by she who could never get her full incantation out in the netflix series that i'm and i don't think that they do it but i'm sitting here going like i'd really love to hear by the power of School at some point here um
1: it will happen because on that on that uh kevin smith doing the the transformation sequence that we covered a while back he does say by the power of grace. I thought he said I have the power in that too. No, okay. and then and then it builds up to when That's he finally right. does that, okay. and, and Kevin went nuts. So yeah, I'm,
2: I'm, my is It are. does happen. If, I just, I was they, just having, I was having flashback, Sean. I was like, all of a sudden, I understand. Now, I'm sitting there no, watching like, Netflix She-Ra and I'm like, okay, oh just say I'm sure. Say it. Say it. No, say, it. The, say it now. You
1: and I, you and I both agreed with Netflix She-Ra... How the hell, after she even conjures her own sword after it being broken, did she not do I am She-Ra? Because that would have been the biggest claim of I am now She-Ra. And instead, it's just for the honor of Graysville every freaking time. It was like, okay, thanks.
3: <laughs> oh.
2: So,
1: yeah. Thanks for the memories, she thanks. thanks for
2: the memories. But yeah, no, I'm really like it. I like that we see that the 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 world's kind of in ruins. People are are barely clinging to life. There's like soup lines for just to get water. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. Go ahead. Have you have
1: you? I forgot. I forgot got one, got other one that made me happy. Yeah, I don't know if I got the one that you're talking about, but it made me happy to see Stinkor again because okay, yeah, I really cool. love Stinkor cool. in 2000x, and it's like. All right cuz he I I was so blown away in 2000X that that was one of my absolute favorite episodes of that series and even if he just becomes somebody that he's there and he gets roughed up or whatever I'm just going to be happy to see him animated again because yeah. that was our first time you know no, and that was the only time up until now
2: he looks he looks great everybody looks great you see all these guys in their their post apocalypse look and some of the guys in their pre apocalypse look and it's just like all right, I'm in for this. And uh, since Sean hasn't said it yet, and I really thought well, it one of it? the f- <laughs> first things he'd
1: say. I obviously am missing something. So what do we got? There, what, what, what did I miss?
2: That point where He-Man says something about, I have to do this or everyone dies or something like that. And he Basically, br- oh. there's that scene where He-Man just yes. reaches up with his sword of power
1: and, stamps and it splits
2: two. it into
1: yeah. two halves. And I, a I, light I'm, half
2: and a dark half.
1: Good night, people. I'm done with the show. I, I have to retire from I this left it I as long as I could. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, he splits
2: <laughs> the power sword into two halves. And uh-huh. that seemingly I has forgot. something to do with... I'm thinking how he banishes Skelly God. I'm thinking Skeletor gets the power, and that's somehow the only way he can, like, lock him away. But it's... And this is all my speculation here, people. But I'm thinking, in locking him away, that is what is killing Eternia. So now it's up to them to try and reunite the halves of the power sword. That's my speculation. But, yeah, just seeing Mm -hmm. that moment where he just reaches up and just splits it apart. Yeah. It's like... They went there?
3: Yeah. Like out of
2: every any avenue for them to explore, for them to go so far back and make the two halves of the power sword work inflammation cannon. Yes. Was like that that was just totally unexpected for me. I did not think they were gonna go there with this series.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'll actually, I'm, I'm going to give props out. Uh, he actually said he he hopes he gets a name drop on this episode. Steve Quigley has <laughs> sent over the actual, he did like a, a video, and, a, and a, if I remember it, right, it was a GIF yeah. all of that moment and sent it directly. to I think he sent it to you, too. I know he sent it to me. He was like, I better get a name drop because I'm giving you that, but... Yeah, it's like that for me especially, and I'm, I'm feeling so free. I should have watched it before we started recording, but I was actually rereading the comic before we started recording. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, crap, what was, on the, what was on the trailer? And that moment in particular actually was beyond I, – I think the Vicor one was definitely like maybe yeah. even a little higher than that because I didn't expect that. And that was – I I I don't know if I said it on on the show before or not. I always had this image in my head. Once, uh, once I found out that there were different uh, people that had the power, so not different incarnations of He Man, but different people right. who either searched for or or held the power sword and made sure that evil didn't get their hands on it. I always had this image in my head that I wanted to do of Adam holding the sword like he's given it from the sorceress. Yeah. So like you can like she just hands it to him. He's holding it and around him are visions, like almost like force ghosts of everyone who got it to that moment in time. I've always wanted to do a digital painting of that. And I've never right. for obvious reasons, my life is not capable of handling that. But that was one of those where I'm like, oh my God, that was it, it really hit me and like I've always wanted to see this and we might be seeing at least those that group around them or whatever. Right. How cool is that? But then, yeah, when he did that in the trail, I was like, oh, we're going there. (laughs) And I'm an idiot because I could not remember it because I went for Stinkor instead. But Stinkor still works, so I'm okay with
2: that. (laughs) No, there's so much good stuff coming. So much speculation. And even right now, I'm sitting here like, I feel like I have it figured out. But I also don't trust that I have it figured out you know these trailers can be edited to mm. make you think something very easily so i'm i'm not even going to pretend like i have it all figured out but i think we have a better general idea where the story's going and it puts it, it just it makes me so happy i'm uh, the story that they're crafting i i am going to enjoy where it's going i can tell already yeah
1: yeah and honestly um excuse me I shouldn't have had beer on the show but anyway <laughs> uh, um today after reading the comic I was actually impressed because um one of the, one of the things that I know there were people who were worried about maybe the tone of the new show yeah. or or even how they might be talking on the new show when I read that comic I'm like my God, this is syncing up to what I remember them talking like on filmmation for the most part. Yes. There's a little, a little bit of like it, it, Randor says, damn a couple times because it's the whole, can you pick a damn crown so we can get to the damn thing and have some damn want, you know, that didn't bother me versus they felt like they sounded like themselves right. from what I remember of my childhood and stuff. So it, it's like, that was a good sign that the show is going to also have that f- because it's Prequel. It's leading into what we're about to witness, you know. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm feeling a lot of things are lining up to go. If I accept this a lot more than there are definitely clickbait videos out there that don't accept this. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. And the fun thing is, like you said, I could sit there and go, I think they're gonna do this. It could be completely wrong. Right. And the thing is, I'm gonna be okay with it being wrong, because I'm gonna sit there and go, Holy crap, they did that. Did not think they'd go there or whatever. Just like Vicor, just like breaking the sword in half and everything.
2: Mm. Exciting time. Exciting time.
1: We'll get I'm back to all binge this. that thing. I'm gonna <laughs> have to.
2: I'm gonna have to. And it's probably The day that drops is the day before our inventory, so I'm either going to have to wake up early, early before work and binge it all, or I'm going to have to basically shut my phone off all day long and do it immediately after work. Um, Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Mm -hmm. uh, Real quick here. let's, Let's finish up through the news so that we can go talk about this Revelation comic, which we already dabbled a little bit into. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah Uh, check out your Walmarts right now there are uh, some tiki cups and uh, three packs of those bag clips but uh, they've got some exclusive ones now there's two, three packs there's a Skeletor that's painted all in purple and he's called Havoc Staff Skeletor along with Triclops and somebody else ugh Shivering down. I don't remember what he comes with. <laughs> and I uh, and then there's a heroic pack with power sword, He-Man, Man at Arms, and Battle Cat. So those two, three packs. Uh, and then they've also got some Tiki cups that are coming out now. I'll probably never see them because my Walmart has already decided that's back to school season. As of Monday, they had gotten rid of all their summer stuff, and it's all highlighters and markers and binders. So, mm. But that's Walmart. Um, and then there is the rumor going around that Netflix is taking over the development of the live-action He-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Um, all speculation at this point, it seems. At this point, whoever can get this damn movie out, go for it. Um, even though, again, I will say I would prefer to see a theatrical release for it you know, whatever You, I mean, you guys have been teasing this since 2003 so, whatever <laughs> if someone wants to do it, do it, I don't care I'm excited for Revelation and the mm. CGI cartoon and any books and comics I can get out of those
1: yeah I... It what's what's actually funny is for the longest time there were a lot of people who said that like the genre of Masters was something that it was it was too of it of its own time back when we were kids. Mm-hmm. But when you look at a lot of the stuff they're doing on on things, especially like Netflix, there is a lot of sorted sorcery on there from their original oh, yeah. stuff. And they're adapting, like, young adult novels at a shadow and bone, if I remember right, and some of this stuff. It's like, how is this so different from what we would get if we got a He-Man live-action movie that, that people can say to us, well, it, it wouldn't work now? No, there's a ton of this stuff all over the place if you check out any kind of a, uh like, a Netflix, Amazon, whatever, lately. So... I, I just think people are a little like, well, that's because it's a young adult novel. Well, so what? He-Man was a toy line and it reigned supreme for a while in the 80s. That's, just, you know, that's got cred, too. I mean, jeez.
2: And there, there is some good story in there. So, mm-hmm. just treat it seriously and you'll be fine. Uh, last bit of news. And I just found this out. He has been very sneaky about it. Uh, but... Uh, Yuka's book is now available for pre-order. His He-Man and the Master of the Universe, the unofficial guide to the 2002 cartoon. Uh, head on over to 2002 motucartoonguidecom um, and you can fill out the form to pre-order it. Uh, he says that pre-orders will be open for all of July. I will put a link down below, uh, in this 280 plus page book you'll learn all about sword twirling crystal smashing (laughs) and battle positions with 310 plus pieces of trivia 480 plus altered or deleted scenes covers all 39 episodes and one special and a meticulous in-depth reviews quotes and more pre-orders are currently open so check that out Uh, on the link down below and uh, pre-order your books. The first 50 pre-orders get a special art print. Uh, I forget the name of the guy. But he's he's by the guy who did the style guide for the 2002 series. It's a He-Man versus Skeletor piece. So, uh, congrats, Yuka. Uh, pre-orders are open through July. And I think the book should start printing uh, probably around August or so. So, check that out awesome Um, let's go ahead and take a break (laughs) get a drink we'll be right back after these messages stay tuned folks
0: Legends of Grayskull will be back right after these messages
3: the world of modern wonders where the wonder
2: geno our heroes long range and his
0: intrepid
1: sidekick cloud King, on the hunt for the villainous and
2: hey this is Matthew Rodriguez thanks so much for checking out modern wonders uh, live on Kickstarter right now um, I've always had the idea to start a uh, Superhero universe, um, and finally it it happens. So, thanks uh, for checking this out, and I hope uh, you get to at least check out the Kickstarter, maybe share it, um, and if you like it, um, do a pledge and and get the book and learn a little bit more. Thanks, everyone.
0: Now, back to Legends of Skull.
2: Alright guys, welcome back. Thanks for staying tuned. Hope you enjoyed those commercial messages. Uh, let's jump in here now. So, we're back to reviews. We've got Masters of the Universe, Revelation, number one, from Dark Horse Comics. Uh, this is... Story by Kevin Smith and Rob David. Script by Tim Sheridan. Art by Mindy Lee. Color art art by Rico Renzi. Letters by Darren Bennett. Uh, The standard cover was by Stefan Sedgick. The variant cover was Mike Magnolo with Dave Stewart. Special thanks to Ryan Ferguson and Rowena Otazu. Very nice. And I did pick up the, the variant cover. I don't know why, but I did. Because I could. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, still not a fan of that cover, but I saw it there and I'm like, you know what? I gotta support the brand. So There you go. And this thing had like 20 variant covers, but I think all the other ones were like shop specific and mm-hmm. I I couldn't spend some of them were available online but they were all like twenty bucks plus and I'm like I can't spend twenty bucks on a four dollar comic as much as I love Masters.
1: Mm-hmm. That's understandable.
2: Did you pick up any of the variants?
1: No, I just I, I ran in. I I I have been uh, MIA from my comic shop for the last month or two, so I was amazed that my box was still there for my subscription, and Thank I God. grabbed it off the shelf because yeah, but um, uh, yeah, and they had they had plenty, but they they were already starting to run low, uh, you know, like compared to some of the other titles that I saw yeah. out there for it being you know Wednesday, I was like, wow, okay, there are people grabbing this one. That's cool.
2: Yeah, and that's the th- there were plenty of copies on my. Uh, on the shelf at my store, but I will say throughout the years, and that that shop's been there since the first DC mini series, um, not the 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 modern DC one, the Amnesia mm-hmm. story arc. But he has always said that whenever there is a Master of the Universe comic out, it is one of his top sellers. Like it ha- mm-hmm. it has always been that way for him. So, yeah, he had plenty. Um he had he had about the same same amount of uh, very Mike McNola and the regular ones. So, I don't think it's going to be extremely rare or hard to find or anything like that, but uh seeing them both there, I had to I had to grab them both. So Uh and so this is the first the first series comic we've had since Eternity War wrapped up. Because um, we did the crossovers and all that, but... Uh, yeah, so for DC Comics, that first miniseries was in 2012. Uh, the ongoing He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was 2013 to 2015. Uh, and then Eternity War went from 2014 to to 2016, so they had a good long run there. So this is the so in five years this is the first kind of ongoing that we've had for He Man. Even though it it is a limited series, it will lead into the show from what we're told, and it is from mm-hmm. Dark Horse now. They did switch um, companies in there, which real quick here. I don't want to side-paint it too much, but I have a funny feeling that this is what dealt that death blow to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles He-Man crossover that uh, Freddie Williams has been teasing lately.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it got, yeah. because of its delays, then it got to the point where they're like, well, we got to get this Revelation out, and obviously they're going with Dark Horse for the Revelation comic, and I just got a feeling that's all wrapped up into one, but that's my speculation again.
1: Well, speculation. Also, the fact that there was a point where the AT and T is now the parent company for DC Comics, and there is this feeling from them, from what I was reading, of they're they're trying to decrease how much they're putting out, even right. for their normal line, and the idea of them working with Netflix and them dealing with all this other stuff in the Mattel side, and I, I just looked at it as they're probably going to Dark Horse, because Dark Horse already does the other books as well, yeah. and they have that history, they were poor, and it, it seems like AT&T doesn't want to publish comics as often as, you know, Warner Brothers might have, so that whole thing, yeah. you know, that, they, I, I kind of feel like that is part of the split as well.
2: Sure, sure. Um, man, I didn't, honestly, I didn't realize Dark Horse had been around 35 years until I looked at the cover, I'm like, whew, they've been
1: around... Yeah, they've been yeah, they've been around.
2: <laughs> it's yeah. been a minute. But, yeah, so let's dig into this comic here. First off, right in the front page, by those wonderful credits I read already, you get that nice shot of the light half of the power sword. So, right, I mean, right off the bat, we're like, okay, we are we are getting into this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and basically, this this is just that. It's it's a pretty simplistic story, and it feels very filmationy at the same time. It's it. Yeah. You know, Randor is awoken in the night. He's thinks he's hearing something. You know, he goes to check it out. He gets attacked by the by the Orlax that we have heard about so much. It is that pink tentacled creature uh that we've seen here and there. Uh they end up fighting off the Or well the Orlax disappears when He-Man shows up. Excuse me. Uh and so they take Randor's injured. They take him to Grayskull. Uh they're Trying to, the Heroic Wars are trying to track down the Orlax, and uh, He Man is sent through the Cosmic Corridor. Nice throwback.
3: Um,
2: (laughs) He's sent back in time to help try and unravel the mystery of the Orlax of Primaria. And he winds up back in the, the ancient past with King Grayskull and his two sons, Ro and Dare. Uh, which is really cool. And, uh, basically, he's sent back in a time in Preternia, where the Orlax was attacking originally. Um, he's being, he's being, uh, led on by the Snake Men, trying to use him to take down Grayskull. Uh, Grayskull does have only the light half of the power sword in this. And, Basically, to uh, the Orlax ends up taking one of his sons prisoner, that'd be Dare. And so, in order to banish the Orlax back to his dimension, King Grayskull is forced to forge a dark half to his sword, and only by combining them can he make the full power sword. And that is the weapon that sends. That banishes the Orlax back to his dimension. Unfortunately, he did lose his his son Dare in the process. And uh He-Man steps in at the last moment and saves Roe, as he's about to be killed as well. Um, before the Orlax disappears forever. He-Man comes back to the present. Um and the Sorcerer, he brings back a tentacle, the Orlax, and Sorceress uses that to grow a new Orlax and hopes to communicate it and figure out how to cure King Randor. And uh, we are left off with Skeletor uh, realizing that his Orlax has failed. He had tried to control and manipulate it just as a snake man had tried to control and manipulate it. And that's that's basically the the cliff notes of this issue. Just in case you guys haven't read it yet, I highly suggest you read it. I barely scratched the surface of it. Um, Sean, I need a drink now. Go ahead. What do you, what do you think of this issue? <laughs>
1: uh, like you said, I felt like I was reading a filmation episode because it had that kind of a. Uh, uh, man uh, man at arms turning to crystal kind of vibe, you know, and it's the yeah. race against time trying to trying to find a cure to help the person in need and everything. And again, you know, that's, that's why, you know, the people that are complaining about the new grace to me, it's like, but this is almost their continuity grace then. So there is a part of me going, I can enjoy this. It's its own thing. And, um, but yeah, I I actually it, it it set the it set me up nicely that when the twenty third hits, I have this to go. I can't wait to see what they do with these five episodes we're getting because it it felt like home to read it, but it also had this feel of it it's like what you know, but we're gonna make it that you're not exactly on onto everything we're about to do, you know.
3: And
2: uh, let's just let's get into the bulk of this issue is fraternity. It is King Grayskull. It's setting up his story. It's showing you how the two halves fit into this origin. It's showing you how King Grayskull and obviously Roe becomes Hero. I mean, it, show, it shows us that. Um, as He-Man's going back to the present, he kind of sees him grow up, and he sees King Grayskull handing his sword down to Hero. You know that, and you know. Um, but I get—I guess, guess my thing is—and and we've done this before, me and you. We've done it on the show. We've done it uh, just talking. We've been like, "Well, how do you fit like this into this?" You know. And this is how you do it. See, the people who are upset about King Grayskull because he's not like 2000 X. Well, this isn't 2000 X. This is Mm a continuation of the 80s where King Grayskull did not exist. Hero never got his proper introduction. Um, You know, Dare never existed. Like, none of this existed. So, how do you fit it in? And you take it and you put it somewhere where it doesn't affect what you saw. And this has always been my mantra. Sean can attest to this. The key is you can't discount anything we've seen already well we haven't this part of Preternia is so far beyond before the events of where they go back in the time corridor that it doesn't affect that and then Mm -hmm. the present day stuff with Randor getting attacked that is so far beyond that last episode that last mini comic that it still doesn't affect anything Mm
3: -hmm.
2: but it can be there all the time in the background King Grayskull makes the second half of the Power Sword. He combines them. They stay combined. He gives it to Hero. Whatever a Hero does with it, it winds up in Castle Grayskull being protected by the Sorceress. Eventually, it gets given to Adam. And now, as we see in that Revelation teaser trailer, Adam, or He-Man, splits it back apart again. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. It yeah. takes that two halves thing... It changes nothing about the filmation run. It changes nothing about the minicom. It changes nothing about the saga we've already seen. But it was there. It could have been there in the background all the time. It, that works for me. Um, I even like the line that He Man gives uh, King Grayskull when they're leaving. That you know he's sorry he couldn't save his other son as well. But uh, what's he say? He says his his. His sacrifice will save many lives, and I promise you, his name will live on. Right there. They're planting a little seed like, hey, if we go into the Son of He-Man stuff, we can use Dare, and it's Adam, you know, honoring the fallen son of King Grayskull. You know, it's like the, using the the Cosmic Corridor. You know, all mm-hmm. this little stuff that they did, it's like, okay, you guys did your research. You learned what Masters was about, and now you're using it and twisting it in a good way. Like you're you're making different things work, and I'm all in, as mm-hmm. I said before.
1: Yeah, I I actually I was kind of surprised in the panels where all of a sudden he Graceful is going dare, and I'm like, really, yeah. and right. and then when they have that moment, like you just said, I'm like how much more does that put weight onto just that character now to know that this isn't just a random name that he and Tila came up with. If they go with that continuity of the two of them getting married and becoming King and Queen of Eternia, it's like, no, this, this he's honoring, he's honoring. I mean, and, and the other thing too is he's not just doing that out of, Oh, I feel like I should call my, my son Randor. It's there's this child who, they can't get back. He's honoring the memory of a child that he couldn't save. Right. How That that has a lot more weight to it to me in the usage. So that does make me look at that character in a whole different way. And that's really what storytelling like this should be doing. It should be giving you the chance to, if you didn't care for somebody initially, then you get the chance to go, here's a new way of why this could be really cool.
2: Right. No, I'm loving it. And, and the, the way they take <clears throat> King Grayskull forging the second half of the sword combined to make the power sword, it takes that. what we saw in 2002, and, but it makes our number one complaint. We've, we've reviewed Power of Grayskull. Our number one complaint was that that power just came out of nowhere, whereas here it's actually got King Grayskull working towards it. He's Mm forging this sword. He's making it whole. He's harnessing this power to save his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I like that King Grayskull survives. I like, because every iteration, I'm sorry, I I think I said earlier that he only shows up in in 2000X and classics. He did show up in uh, the Eternity War, uh, the DC Yeah, I I apologize. But there again, he died. Um, But I like that he survived here. It's It feels like a very vintage thing to do, a very filmation thing to do. Like, they would not kill him off. He would live. He would see his kids grow up. You know what I mean? He would not fall in battle. This King Grayskull doesn't fall in battle. You know? This is the King Grayskull of the vintage era. I guess that's what I'm trying to get across to everybody. It's like, put that other guy out of your mind. He's a different continuity, you know, even though, uh, obviously there are nods there. They, the snake men, seeing the snake men was a surprise to me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I really think they're gonna, they're really gonna push this. It seems, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be very much, you know, trap Jaw, mermaid, triclops, you know, beast man, evil link, Tilo. like the very much the main people, but they're, they're, pulling deep already in issue one of the prequel comics so yeah i th- i think we're gonna go some places we didn't s- expect to go well
1: and the and the other thing too I, w- I was reading in one of the groups before we started recording tonight there was somebody who had a complaint about the fact they're they're like grayskull on the show had the power in them all along this yeah. version of gray skull is making deals with the devil to get the power out of desperation. And I'm right. like, I personally would rather have this version because right. the other version to me made no freaking sense, no matter what way you want to turn it, because it's like when, when you get to that point and deal with the devil and, and I love it. And I, and also how cool is it to see scare in a comic again? I mean, come on, you know, like, and I, and I like he does this deal with Scareglow in order to get the the uh, the ore yeah. to make the the new sword and combine the, the sword and all yeah. that, the dark half and all that. So, and, what's, the, what's
2: I, that mean? You know, that's where my mind. What's that mean for the show then?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know what? What? Why is it we see Orko going up against Scareglow in in that teaser trailer?
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know
2: what? what was the deal how has this come full circle because you know that's what's it's, it's gonna have to whatever they're doing
1: in the show uh,
2: is because of this you know
1: well and and that's the other thing too and I this is the part that I don't know how much I like this or not personally mm-hmm. I wasn't the biggest fan of a lot of everything magically and a lot of this originating from tralla in yeah. the in the classics bios that that was one of those I liked it better when it was on Eternia, there was no tralla and I like the idea that Orko was just a happy accident that happened versus right. suddenly we're tying everything to tralla in those bios that Scott Knightley did, and that yeah. was not kosher I- for, for me as a fan. I, I, I'm, I'm very much the Orko works as the character he is. Let's not tie everything into that because yeah. then it turns it into, I, it, it's it's way more important than I ever wanted it. Trolla to be personally right but i i just watching in these these little panels where he's forging the sword yeah. and combining the halves there are trollins around them there are... so i have this feeling that the whole thing it's almost like scareglow has beef with orko because he's a trollin and they were the ones to help him harness that in order to create the yeah. two halves of the sword maybe and now orko might be like the last man standing and Scared glue has it out for him? I don't know. That,
2: I'm I'm right there with you. As soon as I saw Trollin standing there, I'm like, oh, no, not this again. Mm-hmm. But as long as they leave Orko alone, as long as Orko's the happy accident that made it to Eternia, and I'll, I'll be okay with it. But, yeah, if mm-hmm. they try making him some super double triple agent, like, no, nope, I'm out.
1: Yeah. Uh, but we'll I, have I mean, to that... see
2: where that goes.
1: That was that was definitely one of my negatives about it because I would rather have seen you know five or six Council of Elders who looked similar to 2000 yeah. X where they are an older or a, a more sage looking character yeah. versus now we got Trollins all over the place again and like I what? said I'm not the biggest orco guy to begin with so now, yeah
2: I did like that too I like the Council of Elders is already in the Orb in this like the Council. Yeah. Is even older than Grayskull himself. Like mm-hmm. they're already ancient by this time. They've already put all their the power of their wisdom and strength is all in the orb already. Which again, they, that helps for combine the two swords. I like that I like the separation. I like that you know. Okay, yeah. the council's already there. They're already you know powerful. Their day has passed, and King Grayskull has risen up. The other thing I like is they went back Filmation, and this is Filmation, guys. Read the original Filmation Bible. They did the Hall of Wisdom, the beautiful, magnificent, shining fortress that would eventually morph into Castle Grayskull. I mm-hmm. like that they went there. Again, this is if... I mean, I I I, I know I feel like I'm just gushing on them, but they went back and they were like, well, what if we went with filmation, but they introduced King Grayskull. That is what this mm-hmm. feels like. Um,
1: I, but, I, I personally, uh, real quick, I since we're close to that part I anyway, mean, we we're just talking about the forging of the sword. Yeah, I actually really liked uh, the moment he has with the Snake Men because in in 2000 X, you have that moment where he does the "I have the power" bit. Yeah. And that was, like I said, that was probably my favorite version of I Have the Power on the entire show because I was never a huge fan of the delivery of that. And I really like how, in that part, King Hiss, because again, desperation. The king has lost his son. He's trying to find a way to not, not only rescue his son, but stop this Orlax right. creature. And I, I love that King Hiss is standing there. He's got the snake man. He's got the Orlax. He's right here. Well, well, well. I have an indestructible weapon, and both your heirs, soon I will have this great hall, your lovely wife, and you, Devon, look around and tell me, truly, what do you have left? And he says, I have the power. I mean, that part, I know it was spoiled about a week ago. Bleeding cool already had it out there. But when you see it in the context, it's freaking cool. I mean, like, that's one of those... It's 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 very much like Tony Stark and Avengers. We have an army. We have a Hulk. You know, it's, right. like he's got, it's like he's throwing it right back at him. I love that that exchange. And
2: and then the whole thing with the orlax uh, that kind of gloss over is the fact that he they say he exists in two dimensions at one time, so you mm-hmm. can't hurt him. As swords go through like everything just goes through him. Tila said it earlier in the comic when they're attacking Randor, that they fire at him and the shots just go right through him. Uh, The only thing that can hurt him is the power sword. The light half and the dark half combined from the two dimensions seem I think that's what they're setting up is that the dark half is from this dark dimension. So if I combine them two you have the power, you know, through all the Mm -hmm. dimensions. Basically by the end of this, what they figure is that he's actually not trying to hurt anybody. He's trying to communicate but his psychic connection when he connects these humans is too strong for them. And so it ends up killing them. And Hmm. basically there's not a venom like they think there is. It's just that he was trying to use Randor to, to send a message. He was trying to use Dare to send a message and he can't get it through. You know. And it, it, it's and basically the, uh, he was in the past. The Snake Men kind of goaded him into attacking, you know, the the Hall of Wisdom. And in mm-hmm. the present, Skeletor was kind of pushing his buttons. Um, but basically, he's trying he's trying to get some message across. And the narrator throughout this seems to be the Orlax. When you, when you mm-hmm. break it down. Yeah. You know, he's saying... It, it, it's an impossible attempt. He's trying to deliver this message. No one will heed it, you know? Um, I had to go back and read it a few times. But, yeah, it's got to be... The narrator to this has to be the Orlax. It's the only one that makes sense. And, basically, he's saying to us... He's like, yeah, I'm trying to deliver this message about some horrible event that's going to come to pass, and nobody will listen to me because he's monstrous and everything else. And, again, that's a very vintage thing. You know, Filmation mm-hmm. would have pulled that. They would have pulled that, like, yeah, this big monstrous piece. Yeah, he's just trying to help them. But no one can understand his language, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I really like that. I really like – I'm intrigued. I want to see where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, who is the Orlax? Why is he trying to communicate? What's his message? Is it going to come too late? Which it seems like it probably will, but probably, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
2: and yeah, we don't even see Skeletor till the final pattern, and he's and he said, he even he's more worried about trying to figure out what the Orlax's warning is. He was this close, figuring to translating it and his his connection got severed because of the sorceress. You know, and that's all he's worried about. So yeah I'm I'm curious I can't wait till issue two. I
1: can't yeah Uh, it's it's the first comic I've picked up in a while where I'm like I wish I had the next one right now. Because it's opened up enough mystery and enough possibilities to go, well where are they gonna go with this thing? And the other problem then with this being a prequel, and we're not going to have the final epi- uh, the final issues come out until, uh, what, we got July, August, September, October. October. So in October, we're getting the final one, and the show will have already been out right. for four months. So, so there is an element of, like, that, that will make me read that and then go back and watch the show to see right. how it all plays out from how the fourth issue ends then.
2: I I still.
1: That's agree. pretty wise on their part.
2: <laughs> but I I still I still wish they had done this where it was like, like this should have been the fourth issue, in my opinion. I the agree completely. Though. Should have been issue four. Wrap this up, and then it's like, oh shit! Now what's going to happen in the series? You know, that's the one mm-hmm. thing I gotta say. I really don't get it. Like, yeah, it's just supposed to fill in the blanks. It's it's giving you kind of... And I'm sure they're going to touch on this. Like, when they bring Craig Grayskull on the screen in the Revelation series, they're going to kind of explain who he is. Like, quickly. Mm-hmm. And this is just going to flesh it out a bit more for us. But I feel like there's a bigger story here where I'm really struggling to see how we can not finish this before the series starts. You know?
1: I... Uh... I, and that's something from a production standpoint that I've wondered that myself because a lot of the stuff they, they timed it where right. it all hit, it started hitting all at the same time. And then if they would have released this back in March, the solicitations would have been last year. And right. last year, we didn't even know how He Man was going to look yet. So then that would have been giving away certain things and all this stuff. But there is a part of me, going, like, you're right. I, I, I'm like, this, this should actually postpone right. the uh, premiere this month until October so that we could get this whole thing and then it, see it fully realized when we watch the first five episodes.
2: Well, and I don't like that idea at all. But- well,
1: <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a certain uh, Steve out there that would be pretty yeah. PO'd about that, especially since his birthday, right. I do believe, falls on that down. But- I don't know. Um, I, I heard, I heard rumors. Whatever.
2: The last thing I want to call out, though, is the uh, the Adam and Randor scenes in this book were very well done. Uh, I did think they used "damn" a bit too much, but other than that, <laughs> um, they really hit the heart of the relationship. You know, in the in the scenes, the flashbacks that Adam and Randor have together, and then even just when he's talking to the sorceress, when they're he al- and the sorceress are alone, and he's like, "Well," we... and it's really weighing on him. He's going, "It's hitting him." He's like, "My father could die, and he would go to his death thinking that Adam was the persona that I've created." And he mm-hmm. looks at the sorceress, and he. He said what but what if I don't find an answer? What if he dies without knowing the truth about me about who I really am? like mm-hmm. it's really hidden home for him, and obviously the the secret identity we already know is gonna play a huge part in revelation. They've made no secret about that mm-hmm. but it's really hidden him he's like he's like <clears throat> this could not have a happy ending. This could be it, and he's... I never get the chance to prove to him who I really am. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they nailed that relationship. That's what it's always been. It's its the sacrifices that Adam makes like that. You know, the relationship with his father, with Tila, with, you know, a lot of things he could have done in order to protect Grayskull and the universe.
1: Uh, they they actually did something that I I thought was quite nice too in those scenes where it, it's when Adams trying to pick a crown yeah for uh, for a public gathering they're going to and everything and and what I liked was a question I had years ago when I rediscovered Masters and I was watching the filmation again and I got the the old VHSs from the video store and all that. I kept thinking to myself, how is it that Adam is He-Man and Randor never got a crack at it? And even in here, they gave him a little moment where he's like, yeah, I wanted to be the warrior, but then I realized my path is a different way and I'm supposed to be, uh, I'm, I'm actually the King and I can't be that. But thankfully we have He-Man and I kind of like that element of, he needs to be that character. He needs to be the sovereign King that is his role and that's his destiny. Even though he kind of bristles against it because he wanted to be He Man, right. and, and and it's like, yes, his son gets to be He Man. He looks in awe of He Man, and you know, thankfully we have him on our side and all that. But I kind of dug that where it's this, you know, the son has this like kind of, well, Dad, if you would have known a little, you know, hey, you know, I, I kind of dug that quite a lot just because it did give that little, uh, it, it addressed something that I've had in the back of my head for. Twenty plus years now, right? Which was which was kind of nice, and and those scenes I actually liked quite a lot because yeah. in Filmation there is the episode where you know He-Man and King Randor get to fight uh, Skeletor's uh, hoverbots and all yep. that stuff, but then there is that feeling of you know that that is kind of like a Filmation. It's kind of like it's a quick kind of a moment between the two. This there's a scene. And there's, there's meat to that moment. And there's definitely the back and forth there. You can tell Adam is still a boy and you could tell where he is in his, in his time of being the Prince. And, you know, like the his father is taking it from the Royal this and the Royal that all that stuff. And then, and even, even they show the part where he's teaching Adam to use a sword And he he calls him his highness. He's like, no, it's father, Adam. It's only highness when we're in court. And And I like those little moments where it it was fleshing out even like Adam viewing his father and Adam looking at his father as he's bigger than life to him as a little boy. And then as he gets older, he's getting to hear, but Adam's doing the right thing by being who he's being and keeping that to himself. And I kind of, I really enjoyed that, and I, I'd say those probably are some of the most shining moments of even this book, and they're only like two pages. No, but so
2: it's... It, it's it it's it. a
1: nicely written one.
2: And even then, it kind of gave another... You know, we always debate, and we brought up many times on the show, we always debate, why does Adam keep a secret identity? You know, king and queen, they're targets anyways, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And right there, it gives you another one. It's It's... You can't be that guy. You can't be that warrior on the battlefield when you are expected to rule the world. You know
3: they—they
2: mm-hmm. they, Adam would not be able to go front and center out in the battles like he man does. It just—it wouldn't happen. So mm-hmm. there is another reason for him to to keep his identity. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. And, and I I I know it's just setting up all these things that we're going to have to deal with in the show here as as mm-hmm. we progress. And but it's a very solidly written issue. It's well illustrated. I enjoyed the art throughout. I thought I thought it was great. Uh, King Grayskull looks great. Scareglow, Orlax, the Snake Man, like everything just looked on point. Uh, Mindy Lee's got a great style. That lends itself to Masters very, very well, I I, think. I,
1: I agree completely. I, I, there's only one page, actually two pages, because it's a spread. <laughs> there's one part where I, I look at that, and that kind of, it, it needles me for some reason. And, and I'm somebody that, you know, she's doing this, and she's a professional getting published doing this. So I'm, you know, I'm a hack for even being this guy at this point. But... When, when Randor's looking out, or actually, uh, is, it, is it Marlena's looking out? No, Randor's looking out, Marlena left. And you get okay. that two-page spread, and when you see the houses beneath, okay. I actually kind of wish she pushed it a little more filmation-y in the way that the houses of you know the people in Eternos, the look of that, because it's very boxy looking. And I kind of I wish they may, did a little more of the organic shapes that you would have seen
3: yeah.
1: in, in filmation and updating it. They, they did, a, I, like, she did an amazing job on the Hall of Wisdom yeah. and having that look like its own thing. But then it's like when I see that, they just kind of look boxy. And I'm like, I, I have, kind of expect a little bit more out of Masters in that way, though.
2: I think that's what you're going to see in the show, though.
1: I think, I, yeah.
2: I don't think that's her take on it. I think that's probably the reference material she gave you. I think they're going to try really hard for that reason to kind of separate present day from the past. Like there, I, I, I think that was intentional.
3: So, okay.
2: But we'll see. We'll see when the show comes out. But that's
3: hmm.
2: that playing devil's advocate there. I think that's probably. The reference they gave her. I think Eternos itself is going to be very high tech and it's going to kind of juxtapose, uh, you know, Grayskull and the past and everything. You know what I mean? And it, mm-hmm. it, it will probably even provide a division as far as the post apocalyptic world, which seems to be very barren and everything. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I really liked, and it's, it's so stupid, but the back cover <laughs> it just it feels so much like an old storybook or whatever you know what i mean it, it, like the, the it, single color with that, the gray skull um, it's got that the golden, vibe. Kind the of golden. Feel, yeah yeah doesn't mm-hmm. it like that it was does like when i first picked it up and i think i think it was when i got in the car and i went to look at it and i just flipped over and i'm like Oh shit! Like because <laughs> usually it's just like an ad back there, or what? It's you know, sure. it's, it's a video game or something, and I'm like, that just again, it's just these little touches that make me go, they they know what they're doing. They, yeah, I have they, faith that they are going down a good road.
1: There, there's a lot I like about this first issue, and it's uh, honestly. I'd say, you know, out of, out of my comic book reading life, there's maybe a handful of first issues where I'm like, wow. And then there's a handful and then there's a majority where it's like the first issue did get me into it. It took me a couple issues to warm up or whatever. Um, this is one of those first issues where I've looked through it. I've read it twice now. And I, I actually want to go back to it again. I'm actually really surprised how addicting this is because the, again, you know, Kevin Smith when he when he said it at PowerCon, the whole it's gonna feel like the next episode of filmation and everybody's going chapter and verse yeah. with that, and I'm just sitting there for two years just kind of yeah. going, It is it's gonna be the spirit. It's not gonna be the exact same thing. This is the perfect bridge because yes. it does like like uh that was that was a perfect way to describe it. It is a filmation episode with these really endearing character moments that are fleshed out more than filmation might've given time yes. to it. And I'm not saying that they didn't want to do that. It's just these feel a little more um, developed than a back and forth might've been sometimes on, on the uh, original exactly. series for me.
2: But and, it, and it's the spirit.
1: It is. The spirit is very much there. and, just looking through it, it's like the spirit is there, but there's something about this that makes me go. But I need to know what you're doing next with this because it's opening my mind again the way the box art did when I was a kid, the way the mini comics did when I was a kid. To go, what else are they going to cook up in this thing? What else? What, or what? What else are we uncovering in these four issues? And then going into the five episodes we're about to get. I mean, exactly. it's a good time. It's it's it really a good time.
2: And I will say that, I will, you know, I kept saying, you know, this feels like Filmation, it feels like Filmation, and yet, obviously, it does not look like Filmation. It is not, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't expect it, and I still disagree with him using that phrase, that it's going to feel like the next episode of Filmation, but it's very much in the spirit of what mm-hmm. Filmation stood for, of what they did with the property, the way they pushed it to new heights, and it's, it's very much inspired from that vintage era. You know, yes, it's taking some cues from 2000X. It's mixing some stuff in there. But it's doing it. It's doing it well. And it's honoring the past. And it's basically saying, what if. What happens now without classics or 2000X? You know, yes, mm-hmm. it's using those elements, but it's not just. It's not a continuation of those series. It's taking. Yeah. It's all right. If we went from, you know, 1987 to now, what do we do with it? Yep. and that's what it feels like. And I, I'm digging it. It is. It it is. I. Basically, eternity war. I've always said the in the whole DC arc leading up to eternity war. I always said you know they started off the end of the story without letting anybody know that it was the end of the story
3: mm-hmm.
2: revelation is starting off the end of the story and they're saying it's the end like all that stuff you remember filmation mini comics all that stuff it happened and we're mm-hmm. doing the end of that story cuz let's be uh, i mean we've said it before this is going to be the apocalypse. This is going to be the end times. Secret identities are going to come out. You know, destinies are going to be revealed. That sort of thing. And so they're they're doing the same thing DC did before except they're doing it right this time by going, "Look, that all happened. This is the next step." And mm-hmm. being upfront about it and I think it's going to pay off for them. I think they're going to knock this one out of the park.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it- there, there's a
0: Legends of Grayskull will be back right
1: after these messages. Feeling of the the what you remember is still alive and well in the pages you're about to read.
2: 100%. And you know what? For this issue on its own, I'm going to 10 out of 10. It knocked my socks off. The artwork was fantastic. The story is great. It left me wanting more, and I'm digging what they're putting down.
1: I I'll give it a nine out of ten, and my my reason it won't go ten is well. There's two. First off, it's the first issue, and I really want to read the whole thing and give it a sure. whole grade on its own. That'll but the other you. thing is. I'm still not the biggest fan that the Trollins are more yep. involved than I feel they need to be. And when I saw that, uh, I, I, I just, I, I did kind of sigh because I was like, oh, we're doing this now. All right. But at least they're, it's done in a way where it doesn't feel like everything is drawn from yep. them. They're just in the background of And that they didn't, form. right. They didn't call them out
2: by name. So. Yeah. I'm I'm still holding out hope. I'm I'm holding out hope that it's just kinda like a little like oh look, he had some magical help too. You know, and that's sure. sure. And it can end there. So well mm-hmm. we will see what happens. And I can't wait till August. I think it's August eleventh we gotta go to.
3: So Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ugh. All right. Let's uh let's take a little break here. Uh, stay tuned after these messages. We're going to wrap up with some listener questions. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thanks guys.
1: Legends of Grayskull will be back right after these messages.
0: Why don't we go and take these action figures that helped shape us when we were kids and kind of go on a quest, get the best figures We can auction them off, and all the proceeds will go to Children's Health. We're here at Bounty Hunter Toys in Hamilton. Heroes Comics, baby. We're going to check out Toy Society. Big fun in Columbus, Ohio. Today, we're in Toronto, Ontario at Treehouse Collectibles. I got a near-complete... Vintage Star Wars collection. Jeff was so kind, he donated all these Marvel Avengers figures. Is it for sale? No, we're not selling ours. We had three. We sold two. Everything's for sale. Now, I think that I almost like She-Ra more than I do he man Every choice that Jay makes will affect the auction outcome,
2: and in turn, impact the kids that the Children's Health Foundation supports.
0: The Child Life program alone is about $700,000 a year. And so by Jay doing something like this, it's going to help support that and at the end of the day, allow kids to be kids. I'd love to see, I'd I'd, I'd love, love to see $50,000. Just take somebody out of that pain. Take somebody out of that world. And if we can go out there, you know, and help, why wouldn't we do that? Jay's going to be searching stores, basements, and attics for the rarest figures, the coolest playsets. This is the, the beginning, the clock's ticking now. It's the adventure of a lifetime for the most important toy ever, action figures.
2: Action figures give you an ability to take home your favorite character in plastic form, put it in your pocket, put it on your shelf, and experience those characters through your imagination.
1: The ones that were supported by cartoons, I just found you were able to then go back to your action figures and then continue the
0: adventures. And these were our proxies into those worlds. So if you wanted to watch turtles, you had half an hour after school. All the rest of the time, you ha- the only way to experience turtles was with the toys. That's all imagination. That's all a writer is. That's all you sit around in a writer's room and go like, what if you did this? Or, what if you did this? Same thing kids do with action figures. So action figures are incredibly important. People in your life tell you that you need to get rid of them because you don't need them anymore. You know, you shouldn't be playing with them. You shouldn't have them. You're growing up. I never wanted to do that. I never felt right for me to get rid of this stuff. They, they felt like extensions of me. They represent feelings, emotions. They represent everything. There's more out there than just serving yourself now, back to Legends of Greyskull.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the show. We got one last section to do up here. Uh, Before we get into this week's question, Sean, uh, we did still have from Robert Reed Emery. He had asked us last time to come up with the I don't have it right in front of me, Robert, I'm sorry, but he did ask us to come up with the uh, best screenshots from the teaser trailer that look like uh, death metal covers. So let me go ahead and switch on over here and pull those up. All right, so right off the bat here, we gotta start with the, the skeletor morphing up the havoc stat there. I mean that just that just that battle right? I mean that's mm-hmm. we got five of them for you, Robert. I forget how many you said, but we got we cobbled together five.
3: Yeah. Um
2: so that's an easy one.
1: Uh, let's go to the If that next. was a Star comic cover, that could be a Danzig album. See? I just found that out like years ago. I was like, You're kidding me, and then I'm like, Oh my god, it really <laughs> is on <there." laughs>
2: Uh and then we got of course the sorceress doing her, her falcon blast there. Mm-hmm. And that that'd probably be a, a sticks album cover at least. I'm mean,
1: thinking got the, the rainbow <laughs> and journey. the
2: journey. Yeah,
1: some journey. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Not quite heavy metal, but still like, it's I fun. Know.
2: It's the it's if he is one that gets that nitpicky, uh yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, uh, I was—I was—that was, I was uh, that is definitely one of them. The transformation sequence, and I, you know, for anybody who has a problem with the new one, I—I I, after seeing these trailers, I actually am really getting into this new uh, yeah. transformation and just Me too. Uh, seeing seeing the power and the glowing and the 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 way that the colors are moving through Adam's body and while he's growing into mm-hmm. him. And it's yeah, that'd be a heck of an album cover right there.
2: Absolutely. Oh and of course.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sterglow's skulls. All those green
2: skulls with the gas and everything else exploding out. Oh yeah, that's that's death metal right there. Definitely. Uh and then the last one we've got for you. This one's I'm
1: curious if it's the one I'm thinking. Let's see. Oh, it's not.
2: It's it's that that moment right when Adam first gets hit by the power and he kind of goes in this like negative,
1: yeah, negative, yeah, like yeah,
2: flashy like psychedelic thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll I'm add gonna. one more to it, uh, and, and we don't have it—the screenshot itself—but it's out there for everybody. The Entertainment Weekly uh, put it out there the day that they started putting out the images. Just that image of Battle Cat rearing up with He Man and the uh, with the sword. Yeah. Cause that would have been like the Death Dealer, uh you mm. know, Molly Hatchet sort of covers and all that. It, it, and just imagine that pose, that whole image, but then Frazetta kind of feel to it. That would have just been poo. So no. that would yeah, have, that would have been my first opener right there, actually. I thought that one was too easy. Oh, I didn't say it had to be hard. <laughs> It just whatever looks better to wanna, me, That one, I I want to
2: dig know. a little deeper.
1: That was low the ones, fruit. the ones you picked actually work nicely. But like I said, that the low hanging fruit. That's six right there. Bam, you got yeah. it <laughs> for sure. So uh, all, right. all right,
2: thanks, Robert. That was fun. Um And now, Sean, what do we got this week?
1: All right. So first, we have a little bit of a silly one. Abana engines. Possible Abana. topic. He he was he was giving. Let us know if it's me... Abana or Abana. I've never been. Abana curious. maybe yeah. Um, he he was giving me maybe some crap over the fact that I do the selfies every time I ask the question. But possible what? topic. What should guys do when they can't do a proper duck face selfie?
3: Uh,
1: so you
2: do what Sean does every weekend. It's kind of like this little like. Like kinda of like you're you're winking at the camera but yeah. they caught it at the wrong time. Tongue in and cheek. You can't, yeah.
1: Yeah. A little like, hey. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to take That's myself it. seriously and it's amazing that I actually got married and had kids and you. Do, you do the Joey Triviani, <laughs> how you doing. How you doing. <laughs> That's when you do duck lips. He came back with a legit he said, Oh yeah, what's up with all the outcry over the new series and character mods? <laughs> <sighs>
2: People are just unhappy with their lives, and they want to make other people unhappy. Um, I think we covered that pretty well. But the short and sweet of it is, there's a lot of people out there who hate change, and that's I think that's the biggest part of it. Everyone wants it to be chapter and verse, what they're they grew up with, what they're used to, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. what they want like a lot of people are so beholden to their own headcanon that they can't uh they can't appreciate something new. And I think if they just give this new show a chance because of how you can already see it's going to transition from what we're used to to the new stuff, I think it's going to be done well. I have faith. Um mm-hmm but you guys just got to open your minds and give stuff a chance. Just like Sean's going to do with secret of the ooze. He's going to just open up his mind and give it a chance.
3: Mm-hmm. Or do the duck lips. <laughs> you know, whatever.
2: Uh, I,
1: for, I guess for me, like I agree with, with uh, what Matt said, you know, for me, chance is a constant in almost every single fandom that you have. So uh, there is yep. a part of me going like, what the hell's wrong with us that we can't ch-? Like there are people yep. out there embracing this. And then there's people sure. out there who are, who are dead set against this. And They're for right. me, it's like, you know, it, a lot of it co- f- comes down to, if you do chapter and verse, what we already had, it's only playing to the people who already love it. It isn't inviting new people into it. And the stories need to be done in a newer way because the old ones, there are people that love He-Man And they'll say, I can't watch filmation anymore because it really doesn't work for me now that I'm an adult versus when I was a kid. This is your chance. You get to tell different stories. You get to come up with new adventures. No pun intended to what we, (laughs) but, but we, we get to see something different. And you know what? Anytime that that happens for me, that makes me go in my head cannon. Now I have some new space to play. I have a new sandbox to, to to rediscover, even though it feels the same, but there's something new on the other side now and stuff. Yep. That, for me, is the most exciting thing about what's happening right now.
2: And so far, I'm loving all the designs I've seen. I'm loving the character arcs that I'm seeing start to develop, and I I don't see anything out of line thus far. So,
1: mm-hmm. so we have uh, one from... Peter Crisco, and it's simply, yeah, um, he he simply says, will there be a season two?
2: Never say never, I would say. Um, They've been pretty upfront that this has only been planned for one. Uh, Everyone said that they would love to come back for a two. I... I don't even really feel comfortable answering that my, myself yet, not knowing how this all ends. And I mean, like at the end of episode 10, I would feel more comfortable answering this. Cause if they've wrapped this up nicely, I'm probably going to say no. Um, it all depends on how they leave it. You know, I, I hate it when everything feels like it gets wrapped up nicely. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, but we made another season. And it's like, but I was, I was good. I was good with where we were at, so I don't know. I mean, Anything's possible. But, it's all going to depend on the clicks and the views and all that.
1: And uh, I, I have I, – I know uh, Kevin Smith actually said he does have ideas that he's tossing around if they go with a season two. Right. So at least there's something going on where they just didn't throw it all in this and that's all. It's all left on the field and they don't have anything to come back to. And – in in a discussion the other day, I know Ted Biaselli actually said they have some ideas for certain ca- specific characters right. having a spotlight on them if they come back to do a second one. Which that's it's nice to know that there is again more fuel in the tank yeah. in in the ideas. So well, but, and Never there always that is.
2: Hard. That's the thing with masters. There will always be more story you can tell. Um, I. I guess I'm more, I don't know if I want a second season or not because if this is like, if this is, if this is just perfection, I'm just like, that was amazing. It blew my socks off and I love where it ended. There's a part of me that's going to be like, I just let it end, you know, let it stop where it's good, you know, but we'll see. Talk to me again after I think it's January. They're expecting the second batch to drop.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard. So, our winner from the other week, Jake Vega, who, Jake yes, Vega. will be sending Welcome your uh, your prize out soon, like I said. It's coming. Um, what character that hasn't been teased yet do you hope to appear in uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation? Bonus, same question, for vehicle and or location. Um, I'll go character first.
2: Character, well, Snout about if they have Clamp Champ, they have Scareglow, uh, they have all those guys in there. If Snout Spout does not at least run in the background, I am going to sue Netflix for destroying <laughs> my childhood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, I'd say for me, I know Fisto's already there. So yeah. the other option for me is Manny Faces. I'd love to at least see, like, again. Yeah. Even if he's running in the background, or
3: yeah, you know he, he's
1: in the battle and he turns into a monster for a minute, I, I'll just be like, any faces, cool, you know, right? That's all we need, um, especially with ten episodes. Mm-hmm, exactly, and then uh, vehicle or location. Go ahead. And or location, he says. So, what you got? Uh vehicle wise, uh, Bashosaurus was one that I didn't see coming, so I'm kind of happy just that that's there. So any that aren't already revealed. Um, yep. Sheesh. I'm curious if the attack track might be the old school attack track instead of the filmation one. If they I made can, it, yeah. they scaled it down to the original toy design. Maybe I, I wouldn't mind seeing if they do a redesign on that or not. I, uh, can, I don't see it being a necessity, but it would be kind of fun.
2: I could see them including both though. You know, the, the toy attack track did appear in uh uh shoot, I can't think of the name of the episode. With Malak the uh Wizard of Stone Man. Uh the the toy attack track did appear in that, but he was it was blue colored, like the filmation mm. attack track instead of the red. I could see them doing both. I could see him doing the more armored one and then the, the mini track is what they called it in the show. Mm.
3: Um
2: That will that would be cool. Uh for location, I don't necessarily want to see it. But I want them to acknowledge Etheria in some way. Give me a throwaway line. A uh, title of a book in the library. Just a uh, mention to his sister. Like, just something. Just give me a little something that just states, because of where this is taking place, just give me some throwaway line that just goes, that acknowledges that Shira and Etheria are out there. That's all I need. I don't need us going there. I don't need you explaining even why she was is not in the series. Just, uh, hey, do you think we should go to Etheria? No, there's no time. And move on. You know, something hopefully a little more well-crafted than that, since we're paying Kevin Smith all this money. But just uh, just a little something to acknowledge Etheria. That's what I'm really hoping for.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I don't think they could do it, though. Why
2: not? Uh, why, can't they, why can't
1: they do it? No, though? no, no, no. no. Not your, it, I'm thinking of oh. uh, location, and I'm like, I don't think they could do it, because part of what is happening with the series is there's rights issues, which is why certain things mm-hmm. are turning differently. Right. And I was I was going to say it would be kind of fun if they had a moment in Dark Smoke.
3: But be because cool? of
1: Gran Amir being filmation... That automatically makes me go, I don't know if they have the rights Ileana. to make that work.
2: Eilina is filmation only. She was never a part of any of the toy deals. That's true. And we know she's in here. I think I think there's going to be some redesigns. I think Eilina that we see here, I'm just guessing, is not going to necessarily look exactly like the Eilina we saw in sure. filmation because of those rights issues. But I wouldn't think that Grandomir is off the table. It's just he'd probably look different. You know? Yeah and that would be cool to see dog smoke. I I, mm-hmm. I would love that. So mm-hmm. good question.
1: Eh, it's just a, good question. Just hoping. <laughs> All right. So Jason Torrance showed up again and, and back, he gave Jason. us one of his one of his uh okay. well, we very nicely worded uh answers, actually. Okay. Uh so We already covered this, but if you haven't done it already, can you do a review of the new Revelation prequel that was just released? Just. Good to go. He just missed out. Would you pay attention, please? (laughs) Would you pay attention from four hours ago? God,
2: we just just got
1: done with that. Wake up. So I I am really excited. (laughs) <laughs> I am really excited for them because the recent comics are what got me back into masters of the universe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the same vein. What are your top three comic book stories? Like uh, what are your three comic book storylines for masters? I would go eternity war injustice versus masters of the universe and the thundercats crossover. Nope. So we'll, we'll end there. Cause there's another paragraph.
2: <laughs> um, no, I agree. Jason, the DC stuff after the Amnesia story arc is fabulous. Um, I would actually go... Eternity War, number one. Absolutely. Um, I think it nailed all of that. Then I would have to go the... Star Marvel, the last two-parter. I think it's issues... It's here 12 and 13 or 11 and 12. But the the last two issues of Star Marvel, they're a two-parter involving time travel and a missing power sword. And it's it's utterly fabulous. And it's the turning point of the Star Marvel comics where they were finally getting their act together and going like, Oh no, we can actually make this into like a legit story. Whereas the first, especially the first issues of Star Marvel were very kind of Scooby-Doo cartoony like... Like throwaway, they were licensed comics, but hmm. they 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 got some good writers on board, and they were turning the corner, and then they got canceled. But yeah, that two parter, uh, Star Marvel, uh, definitely worth checking out. And then I'm actually, well, he said comics, right?
1: Uh, top three comic book storylines.
2: So then I am going to go, uh, sue me if you want to, I'm bending your rules a little bit, but go to the newspaper comic stories. Um, and I don't have the book right here with me, but the, the story arc in there that involves, uh, ninja uh stealing uh, t- uh taking king randor prisoner and stealing the havoc staff um it's it's a very well done uh story arc it's and it kind of it's kind of the same vein as what revelations doing right now it's kind of spinning off of the Filmation storyline but going a little more in depth we get a little more look into adam um especially because in the in the comic strips you got the inner dialogue which really helps um, and one of the big issues with this one is, so Ninjor ends up kidnapping King Randor, and so the palace goes on, like, heavy-duty lockdown, so Tila is by Adam's side 24-7, like, he is allowed to go into like, behind closed doors for, like, two minutes to, like, change clothes, and that's about it, you know what I mean? Like, there is no way he is sneaking off in down a hallway or anything like that. And uh, it's just it's a very well done uh, storyline, and it really it really gives an in depth look at the the dynamic there with Adam Tila, the secret identity. Very well done. Those are my three.
1: I'd say for me, I I really enjoyed um, the reboot of the DC stuff after the amnesia story arc where it had the um uh, Despara Adora yep. stuff going on. Because yes. that was definitely the tale that I always wanted to see for Adora because I never, ever, uh, the filmation stuff drove me nuts as, even as a kid, I'm like, she's involved with these bad guys or the evil horde. And she just, it's all like happy, happy, no, no issues. And even the, when the rebellion, t- Oh, well now I'm on your side and everybody yep. cheers. And I'm like, why aren't they second guessing her? Why aren't they you know, worried about her being a spy and all this? And I liked it as grim and gritty with her because she should be going through some stuff, you know? Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed that. Um, eternity War is definitely there. And then for me, I always, I, I still get a kick out of those, uh, the mini series from 82, yep. the, yep. the yep. original DC one, we covered it on the show. The ending definitely doesn't work for me. But right. everything leading up to that ending still has that. This is how it feels to be a kid in the eighties, and love this line. And there's this energy to that story that I always enjoy. And that's Absolutely. the cave of power and every, all of that stuff, the cavern of power and things. Yep. I so, will say uh, that
2: the Despaura Adora storyline that that was my runner up. That was the one that was like right there. But I'm like, you know what? No one talks about the newspaper strip, so I'm going to go there instead. But that's it's right there. Yeah, it's all phenomenal. <laughs>
1: So his, his next paragraph then is also, with more rumblings of a live action uh, movie being in yep. the works, I was curious, do you want to see it? If it is good, that that is great, but if it is bad, it could hurt the franchise. I've been wondering if maybe Moe 2 uh, just works better as a, in an animated form, cartoons, and comics. Perhaps live action films cannot capture the magic of the stories the same way animation can. Thanks for answering my questions. Your podcasts have become essential listening while I walk my dog or sit at my desk with so much negativity in the world. It is fun to listen to something that is fun and lighthearted. Keep up the good work. Look forward to the show. Jason, every time I say this, you're awesome. It's just that simple.
2: Thank you, Jason. We appreciate it. That's why we keep doing this time after Mm -hmm. time. Um, I've 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 often speculated that live action will never hold a candle to what can be done animated wise for masters um, but I also think it's a necessity nowadays to have a live action franchise because that's how Hollywood kind of gauges what's hot like you know Transformers and Marvel like you, you it, it it just become one of those things it's like you have to have a live action franchise and I think it can be done it's just the the right people have to want to treat it seriously and that's the mm-hmm. biggest part. I'll watch it either way whether it's good or bad I'll watch it at least once. And go from there, but yeah, my heart lies in the, in the comics, in the in the animated adventures, the 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 long form stuff, and I'm getting that way about like the Marvel stuff too. I'd rather sit there and watch, you know, eight episodes of WandaVision or ten episodes of Loki rather than uh, oh, we've got another Captain America movie. You know what I mean? Like there's just there's so much more room for storytelling in episode form than there is in even a two and a half three hour movie.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, we're we're being we're being groomed to just having that kind of storytelling as a way of life now compared to 20 years ago where it was a big deal to just go to a movie on mm-hmm. a Saturday afternoon and see a big two-hour extravaganza. And you leave yeah. it, and you're buzzing about it because it, everything's episodic in the rest of your life. You couldn't binge anything unless right. you had DVDs, you know, or VHSs back then. I I'm of the mindset with that where I I don't think live action is going to make some of these things look as good as they look right. in animation because there's definitely certain things the human body looks weird doing if it's not. Right so, uh, like photograph correctly if it's not like the c g i doesn't work for it and stuff it could look really odd and when i but I'm also of the mindset of I'd love to see a live action movie where my version of it would always be it didn't have to be filmation because filmation is its own thing and and everybody always wanting to go to that well it's like if you go live action, I'd almost be the guy going let's see it more in the vein of, of like what Burton did with Batman. And I don't mean uh, how it, it got dark and gritty for the sake of dark and gritty, but make it look a little more, a little more yeah. lived in, make it look right. a little more where like Lord of the Rings, there was this, you see the armor and there's, mm-hmm. there's like cuts in the armor. Cause there have been battles. They're not all clean. They're not all, you know, there's a dinginess, a griminess sometimes to some of these areas and these characters and it's like I want to see Man at Arms not looking spotless. He should look like somebody with battle damage on him yeah. and stuff like that. You know, I I, I and Ram Man, he should have like scars on his arms and stuff because he's been in battle and he used you know the yeah. the, the the armor being dented and stuff. So it's like I kind of want to still see that as even as an adult. I want to see a live action one that takes it in that direction because we've never gotten it in live action. But the other part of me is like, but could it work? Yeah. Like, there is something well, that's about a, the transformation that scares me in a live-action form.
2: Then you have to start making concessions. That's how do you make Cyclone's ability? What do you do? You keep him spinning at the waist? Do you make him do? You know what I mean? <laughs> and he faces. And that, how do you? Yeah. How do you? Do you actually turn his head, or do you do more of a chameleon type thing? You know, it's like, yeah. and then at what point? Does it stop being masters? You know, it's it's kind of it's that it's that it's a tightrope. It really well, is.
1: I, I, there, there was an artist in the last couple years. Uh, I, I really wish I could remember his name, but he was doing a lot of the uh, creatures, yeah, and making them look like this. Almost looks like a if you did a, a concept art for a movie, right? And like right. Buzz Off looked nightmarish and mm-hmm. some and a web store and stuff. And there's a part of me going, if that's what they did in live action, I wouldn't want it anyway. Like there's, there's, there's like a tightrope I'm asking for in my version where it's like, I'd like buzz off to look sort of like a 2000 X buzz off. He can look insect like he could like, he'd be a CGI character because his arms and stuff would be too skinny and all that. But But I don't want him to look 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 like a monstrosity. Yes. You need to make them. There's a fine line to how you could translate some of these characters and if somebody is too far over one side, you're losing me there too. Right. And, and then uh, it, well mas- and the-
2: Masters to me the yep. <laughs> Bye, Sean. Bye. <laughs> the Masters Take to a stretch. me it's it's as much the color palette as it is anything else. Like I'm looking at my I got my character guiding world compendium. I mean, you've got you've got Yellows and blues and oranges and reds, and like all these fantastic colors. You know, the first thing they're going to do for any live action movie is they're going to mute all of this. It's all going to mm-hmm. be darks, it's going to be blacks, grays. We're, we're real, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. but that Zach takes,
1: that's Zack Snyder got his like, hands on it, dear God,
2: right? But that <laughs> takes away from it. Like, imagine Man at Arms coming out. I mean, we already kind of saw it in the '87 movie, and like, but man, he come out in all like, like camo greens. Like, okay, mm-hmm. now we're looking at some GI Joe stuff here. This isn't, this isn't man at arms anymore. So, yeah, it's it's that very fine line there. That I mean, you you push it too realistic, and then it goes back to the well. Why are we doing masters? Because that's not what this is, it's real to them and that's the key that's the key that all these movie makers have to realize is you've got to take all this stuff and go put yourself in their boots and go All right, this is their world this is not a joke to them this is a world where you have a elephant headed orange firefighter this is a world where a guy spins at the waist and creates tornadoes like this is all legit and that's where you will find your move.
1: Yeah. And the other problem that uh I think no matter how you slice it is gonna be casting. Yes. Everybody has Which, their dream cast in their head, and then if it doesn't match that, then
2: Well, I just outra- I just don't think there is a lot of good casting for these parts. I mean, just the just the physique you need to pull these guys off is I mean, you're already limiting yourself to a small pool of actors. Now, how many of those guys can really act to mm-hmm. what we need them to? Because there is there's some huge storylines in here. There is some emotional depth that they have to be able to convey. It's not Conan the Barbarian where it's like, we just need a big guy who can kill things, you know? There is yeah. a family to this. There is a heart to this that you're going to need actors of that quality. It's much easier to voice cast this than it will ever mm-hmm. be to get actors.
1: And and it, like you, you were saying, the body type is definitely... Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when you're dealing with this stuff, it, it's like the minute you see some of these... Uh, say, the minute you put an actor in some of these roles...
3: Mm-hmm.
1: you're you're automatically deflated looking at that person because the way that the toy looked, the way yeah. that he looked in the cartoon, it's all there as part of the, this is what this character is. And then if that guy doesn't look like a mountain right. with a power sword in his hand, there's, there's going to be people out there going, oh, he sucks. You know, or, this, this movie's horrible and all this.
2: Or even if you're able to get the He-Man looking that way. But then you've got like a skinny trap jaw and a wimpy man arms. It's like it—it it needs to be everybody. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's got to be the entire cast. Even your skeletal villain has just as many biceps. You know what I mean? Like he's got to. They've all got to be ready to battle. Yeah. Um.
1: Everybody goes through intensive training on that one. No matter. Side part. note.
2: <laughs> just because I thought of it, and I know we're both fans of it did you see the new uh Shazam suits for the sequel? Mm-hmm. God, don't, yeah. Don't, don't don't those look good? Man, they what, they
1: do. What and great I, I upgrades. I was amused by the people that were already putting Power Rangers heads on them. And how you know, oh, oh, yeah, see yeah. those too. But I I really enjoyed it cuz I, I thought no. in the first one he like uh Zachary Le- Levi or Levy yeah. he he looked too padded, even though yes. I know he was working out. This makes it look like no, it's his own physique yeah. more. Maybe there is a little more padding, but it didn't look as like that. Looked like he had like toilet paper wrapped up like a kid would to be a right. big, you know, like put it in a no, put it are, in a sweatshirt to be a big guy. You know, <laughs> they look much
2: more superhero now. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the, the accents they made and everything. Um, and and they did come out with that other picture. The lighting was bad on the one that the uh, um, I forget which one it is, but the one guy is still a nice green in a bright green. It just the lighting was off that day. But yeah, they I oh man, I can't wait for that movie. That's one of my what, most anticipated movies.
1: What what's funny is uh, I actually heard the 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 woman. That they had for Mary Marvel when she transformed, she's not coming back. So the girl playing Mary is actually going to be Mary Marvel this time around.
2: Oh, she got, she got an old, enough? she's now,
1: she's now a dual role. I think she was already in her early twenties. The last time so Okay, now that she's a couple years older, she's just filling in the role now instead of having the original woman.
2: there. I wouldn't have so, caught that off of that just because they were on, you know, the whole Shazam family is yeah, only yeah. in the last scene. Um, but yeah, I, I love that movie. That's the best DC movie to date. Fight me. <laughs> I don't care. It is.
1: <laughs> I'm going to put your head on that guy. Shazam's the best DC movie. Prove me wrong. My and all that. Change my mind. So we had one more. I, I think we had one other than this, but I printed it out before we got the uh, the final comment of the night, unfortunately. Skelevator. Uh, Skelevator, uh, welcome
2: we, back, buddy.
1: That's yeah, we we actually... We did this again, so yeah. thoughts and feelings about the Revelation Faker figure recently teased. Also, I've been thinking about... And here we go. Here we go. Also, I've been thinking that the whole reason why I like bright colors is because of the original Masters toy line. Have the phenomenal colors of of Masters had an impact on you guys? Um,
2: Yeah. Does anybody pay attention to this show? I mean, come on, guys. We just talked about the faker figure. I just talked about the colors. Does anybody pay attention out
1: there? Hey, Uh, look at it this way. We're hitting what they want. There you go.
2: (laughs) No, but honestly, like I said, I always come back to the colors for masters. That's one of the things they have always, and even subconsciously throughout the years, you know, I'm not Sean. I don't create a lot of art you don't want to see what i do create but yes i used to doodle i used to mess around with colors and a lot of my kind of patterns are influenced by masters like i like blues and yellows going together greens and oranges like it's definitely influenced my kind of design ideas i guess you could say Like, where if I'm picturing a character, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just instinctively, I take those colors because they work together. I don't get why. But these guys who created these toys, they took these crazy colors, mixed them together, but they complement each other so well. It's amazing. Sean, you should probably take this. As the artist, you can probably say what I'm trying to say a lot better. I...
1: I, I, I will say I have always enjoyed the colors from the vintage line and from the 2000 X and classics. I feel like the origins yeah. line pushes it in a direction that it's too much. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, but yeah, there, there is, it's, it's like I said about the, um, the, the comic. It's like coming home when you see some of those colors together and it automatically clicks. Like you said, yeah, blue and yellow, and then you automatically they're cyclone or right. orange and red beast man, you know, and some right. of that. And it's kind of funny because it, like they typically most characters are two colors mm-hmm. when you think about it. orange and orange and yeah. uh, green battle cat and man at arms, you know, right. and uh, blue and purple Skeletor. But then uh, you look at He Man. And it's like every time I see him, I can never go two colors because his costume does not make one or the other predominant other than red.
3: Right. Which
1: is funny to me because then it's like you're either going to skin tone, orange, or gray. Right. So, like, out of all of them, he's the least definable character, but all the other ones have a two-palette kind of thing. Two-color palette. I
2: think I go kind of like orange, gray, red, or kind of... I mean, you kind of do like a gray brown for He Man because the orange and the red. I guess gray brown. Kind of be green. Yeah. But yeah, I know, I get what you're saying. But yeah, everything's. But it's just simple color schemes, but they work so well together, and it's it's pairing stuff that. Even 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 like Buzz Off. Like normally for a bumblebee, you go you go black and yellow. Well, they kind of went more of a brown and yellow, and it works. You know, it works better than probably what a black and yellow would have gone. Yeah, web store shades of blue, purple, like. But I I don't know. It just it it's just so iconic and definitive. Just look, like you said, you could put two colors on the screen, in a master's group, and everyone would be like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. that's this person. you know,
1: they've done that a couple times just as a as a quiz and see who gets it first on some groups. I've seen that.
2: Yeah, right. So
1: see, I, I guess for me it's. It comes back to it's not even the character colors. It's it's uh, it's the the colors on the back of the card. Yeah. Every time I see that blue and red, oh, it yeah. takes me back to me seeing that first he man toy at the five and dime, like when I talked about it in yes. the first episode way back when. And it was that like that was enough to grab my attention and pull me into what am i looking at here and you know it's like that just started everything it was those primary colors the blue the uh, the red and you mix in the blacks and the whites there because of the shading and the and the outlining of masters yeah. and all that and it's like how more how more primal do you get of a simple color scheme but an effective color scheme and then you also mix in there here's yeah
2: well, exactly. Even, like I said, even pulling this out today, it's like boom right yep. there. It's like okay, we're yep. talking even without the logo. It's like mm-hmm. okay, we're talking masters. I'm holding exactly. the McCarthy ah, portfolio again. But yeah, it's 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 just those certain things that's like you're you're there. Just mm-hmm. those little flashes of color, and uh, yeah, definitely definitely had an impact on my life. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, last one here is Robert Reed Emery again. He says, I don't know if you should, but a live <laughs> action, the CKY's Skeletor versus Beastman music video would be funny. It's not for kids, though. It absolutely is not. I have not watched this in years since my friends made me sit down and watch it. Um, that sounds like a great idea, but we will not do it tonight. So, Robert Reed... We are once again pushing you off (laughs) to the next episode. Sorry. Uh, Because I need time to get this out. Sean, have you ever watched CKY's music
1: video? Okay. No. Don't. That'll be new. Yeah, uh, it'll be new for me. I want
2: to capture this live. So we will set that up, Robert Reed, on episode 70. 70.
1: 70. That's how I feel this week.
2: (laughs) You know, I looked it up. In the average podcast, they say lasts 14 episodes. Wow. There, there are thousands of them that never publish a second episode.
1: Um,
2: and just as we sit here on the precipice of 70, um, I just want to send a big thanks to the viewers out there. That they're still yeah. like, hey, we want to listen to you guys for 70 episodes. Um. hmm it's 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 been a good ride so far. And this is, I'm not saying it's like we're slowing down any time. Um we've got lots of good things planned. We got lots of things coming up. We're marching to 100 and well beyond that. But uh it just it really hit me this week how far we've come and uh how many sub- viewers and subscribers and everything we've gained in such a short amount of time. And yeah. um, just a big heartfelt thanks out to all you guys who have supported us and continue to support us.
1: And in that vein, even though, yes, I am thankful. Thank you to the viewers and the listeners. I, I actually was amused. Uh, just a quick little side note before I say the next thing. Yeah. Uh, Casey Moulton sharing uh, the the um, display piece and all that stuff. Yep. I found out through him that we also have a female viewer, at least. So I know there's at least one, one female. female out there who who's watching us. I'm sure there's others that haven't come out of the woodwork to say, Hey guys, you know, but I was, I was kind of like staggered by that going. There's actually a woman that wants to hear what we have to say about this. That's pretty awesome. So, um, I wanted to just, uh, also give a shout out to, uh, on Instagram Pride of gray skull this week, this blew my mind. This was nothing that we did. Pride of gray skull is a good,
2: uh, good guy. He comments a lot. Um, very thankful for him.
1: But yeah, yeah cool. and and I I was staggered the other night when I was scrolling through Instagram, and out of nowhere, our logo, <laughs> along with uh, three other podcasts that are masters related podcasts, shows up, and he said, uh, "Vote for your favorite one." And so I'm I'm sitting there going like, "My God, I'm actually seeing a podcast I'm on as one yeah. of the ones that is being voted on." And, and we, I just I found out about this through you. We had yeah, yeah. no idea
2: this was just. Sean's like, uh, I think you threw up this the Facebook out. group. He's like, check this out. It's
1: like, yeah, oh. we're being voted on. Like, I, I right. had no idea, and uh, I just wanted to give a a thank you to yep. uh, repairing Paul on Instagram, JT zero seven two one and old school Casto. Yeah, all three of them. Ha- put us as one of the one of their podcasts nice. to listen to for masters, which was it was really humbling to know yes. that there are people out there that we haven't. I uh, Matt actually said he he thinks uh, repairing Paul might be somebody that we know I have Paul uh, Paul Guyton a, a listener, but we don't know who these other two are. And here they are listening and putting our name out there, yes. and we want to say thank it's you. Awesome. That's amazing.
2: Yes, thank you. It's awesome to put names to to. View counters, I guess you could say. Exactly. Um, And uh, I'm just going to drop a link below to that Instagram post. If you legends that are listening to this want to jump on and vote how you feel like voting, (laughs) uh, feel free to. Uh, Let's write the vote here, all you legends of Grayskull. Um, What
1: what got me, real quick, what got me is that we, we are in there with Podcasters of the Universe for one vote. We are in there for Rose Google with one vote and Cracktastic Plastic for one vote, but we are the only podcast that got more than one vote out of that. And I was staggered when I found that out before we recorded tonight because I figured it'd be nice to have one person say something, but we got multiple ones all in a row. I'm like, really, really humbling. (laughs) So it is. It's it's completely humbling. So it's everybody. it is it is amazing to think that what we're doing is making people enjoy listening to us. Number one, but on top of that, enjoy masters in like maybe rediscovering it, or if you've loved it all along, hey. Either way, it's awesome that you're so, here and you want to talk shop. So, how about this to to
2: blow your mind even a little bit more, Sean? Uh oh. It just occurred to me. We don't normally date this stuff, but today is the 8th of July. We have been doing a every other week format, which means we should get back together in about 14 days. 14
3: plus 8 is July 22nd. Oh, yeah. So
2: July 23rd is... On the the eve... So, I mean, there's no way we get together and do an episode on July 22nd with what's about to happen mm-hmm. on the 23rd. So, basically, mm-hmm. episode 70 is going to be Masters of the Universe Revelation talk.
1: Which, it's been pretty prevalent lately, but I think it's it's due. We gotta do this.
2: Well, yeah, we got to, but I'm just saying, <laughs>
1: that's that's how close we are. Yeah, We
2: are one podcast away mm-hmm. from talking... Revelation, unless something crazy comes up and we we jump in next week, which has happened, uh, especially lately. Um,
1: Too much news,
2: but yeah, mo- most likely, guys, our next episode will be on on the Netflix series, and I think we've pretty much come to terms with our first episode after that drops is going to kind of be an overview of the whole thing that we're gonna mm-hmm. binge it. We're gonna talk about it, and then if we we can go back and do you know single episode commentaries later. Um, but I think pretty much we've got to just come out and just talk the first five episodes, kind of all in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, it, it's gonna be. I won't be able to do one at a time. No, I, we gotta, I won't be we able, able to, get to do it. <laughs> If I saw all five of them, I need to talk about all five of them right then because right. it's the first new thing we've gotten and in, in going on 20 years here. So And everybody else is it. going to. That That's
2: the thing. If we don't sit down on the 23rd and watch this, by the 24th, it will be spoiled. I know it. I know the way the Internet works. Something mm-hmm. Even if not everything will be spoiled, something will be. So we might as well just bite the bullet, run through it, and get all our thoughts out there. So. Mm. that's exciting agreed very nice all right sean this has been an epic episode why don't you take us away buddy
1: oh boy well thanks for joining us and on today's episode we learned we can really do this into the late night and still have the power to do this this is nuts uh thank you once again to everybody who asked questions had comments we always love hearing that If you have any and you're not on Facebook, logpod85 at gmail.com. Send any comments or questions there, as well as feel free to comment on the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Give us some reviews. We actually got a a couple of new reviews on iTunes recently. It wasn't like written, but we got some more stars. So we're 4.6 out of 5 on there. I think there's two other people that put five stars for us. Thank you for that as well.
2: Write a review um, so Sean can read it on air. He loves doing that.
1: Do I'd be more Sean. than happy to. I'd be more and, and and hey, if it's if it's a bad one, that's even more funny to me. Absolutely. Go for it. I don't care. Uh, but anyway, yeah, likes, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell people on Instagram since I don't even realize we're on Instagram doing this and all that stuff. Vote for us on Instagram. That would be really fun. And until next time. Until next time.
2: Stay legendary.
0: Oh, come
3: on. Oh, Oh, bear. Oh, bear. Oh, bear. Oh, oh. Oh.